This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Indeed, it is the Monty Show. Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Time to schedule a colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah, the physical is just three hours away. We'll talk about that coming up. I'm old. Uh, We'll talk a lot of college football TV money because it was interesting yesterday. uh, The local talking heads threw out some amazing numbers about what the Pac-12 could get. Let me ask you, how much does the Pac-12 need to get to remain competitive with the rest of college football. Is Notre Dame worth $75 million a year? Is ESPN flush with cash? Should LeBron James sign an extension now? And Jake tried to use Uncle Barack's health insurance and it didn't go well. Sounds like uh, that's the entire show for today. That's pretty much it today. That's it. Uh, Make sure that you... Give us a thumbs up and a like if you're here now. It really helps us grow. We want to remind you, we are giving away a trip for two to see BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas coming up uh, on October 7th and 8th. Uh, It is all thanks to our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, any of their five locations in the state of Jittah. Logan, Lehigh, Layton, Salt Lake City, and St. George is where you find the boys at Barbecue Pit Stop. It is spectacular. Everything you need for grills, smokers, I mean, even the meat. They have butchers. They have full meat counters. Mm -hmm. It's all at Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Lehigh, Layton, Salt Lake City, and St. George. Or check them out online at bbqpitstop.com. The BYU Notre Dame Shamrock Series driveway is brought to you by our good friend Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. 801-543-9666. NMLS number 278-545. Devery's that guy, man. Had a great conversation with them the other day. You need a mortgage? You have mortgage questions? Absolutely, positively call Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. 801 543 9666. Let's get to work with you as we talk about ESPN saving the Pac 12. And I know that's a crazy conversation, but this idea that ESPN is going to swoop in and pay the Pac 12 an exorbitant amount of money, the same money they were going to pay to get the Big Ten, is ridiculous. Because certainly the Pac-12 is not the Big Ten. And the thing that is even more clear to me, Jake, is that I don't believe that ESPN just have a, has a Brinks truck full of, you know, Benjis waiting to back it up uh, to the Pac-12 offices. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think that everybody seems to forget that they just got the rights to the SEC. And I think that that's the trouble here. I mean, you, you've just paid a ton of money, at, rightfully so. To, to pick up those rights, and everyone just thinks that ESPN has, you know, like you were just saying, a Brinks truck that they can just hop in that driver's seat, put that thing in reverse, make that truck beep, and back it up to the Pac-12's front door. And that's not how it works. And, and ESPN 
even if they did have that Brinks truck, and even if they could back that thing up to the Pac-12's front door, they're not doing that. And the reason they're not doing that at the same level as like the SEC or let's say the Big Ten, if that were to have happened before the SEC was finalized, like even either way, you're not paying the Pac-12 on the same level of the SEC and certainly the Big Ten. That's not how this game works. I got news for you. The Big Ten and the SEC have way more valuable properties than the Pac-12 does. And and that's just that's just the reality of the situation. And I know that, you know, in college football, like it's it seemingly as we work through this conversation and through this situation as, you know, Big Ten Media Day passed and Pac-12 Media Day passed and SEC Media Day passed, you see the varying perspectives on conferences. You see guys like George Klyovkov saying, oh, well, everything's fine, sunshine and roses, and we're the conference of champions in badminton and, and chess, right? But but they're not wanting to be honest about the fact that their money-making properties, football, is not in a good place right now. So we get news the other day that, hey, you know, the Big Ten is not interested in, in adding Pac-12 teams. They're not interested in that venture. So everyone immediately went to, oh, well, hey, the Pac-12 saved. Everything's going to be fine. Oregon and Washington are staying. You may even get UCLA back. And then if you can add a couple of these smaller schools like San Diego State and Houston, you'll be fine. My big thing is, even if that were to take place, that's not a replacement for losing USC. So when we talk about whether ESPN is going to pay the Pac-12 the same way they're going to pay the SEC, let's say, they're not doing that because you don't have Alabama and Georgia and LSU. Like, you don't have the same properties. That's the issue that I have with the whole thing. You don't have the same volume of TV viewers that the Big Ten or the SEC has. And I still go back to this big question of who's going to pick up San Diego State because we can sit here and we can debate whether or not the, the Pac-12 is worthy um, of a $300-plus million deal a year and I just think you're crazy if you think that's what's happening. And the other part of this that you have to, to consider is if you're Oregon or Washington or Utah, are you signing a 10-year grant of rights with the Pac-12 for your TV money? I'm not. Like, how long is this TV deal going to be? Three years? Five years? Like, how long, if you're Uncle Phil up at Oregon, how long are you willing to go? And how long are you willing to um, lose money, frankly, with the Pac-12's TV deal. I'm not willing to do that at all, frankly. And if I'm the Pac-12 and I, I'm looking at um, the fact that ESPN's out of Big Ten negotiations, sure, I'm excited about that. But the other question is, who else is going to offer you money for your TV rights? Who else, like, where's your second and third tier, which means, hey, look at this Big Ten deal. You're looking at CBS will be number one. NBC and Fox will be, be second and third because Fox already has ownership in the Big Ten Network. So Fox is already getting one of the premier games of the week. Where are you going to go to put your second and third tier rights? Yeah. That's a huge question in my mind of how much money you're going to get for those because I do not see any way, shape, or form that with a 10-team league that ESPN's even going to offer $200 million. Why would you do that per year? Why would you do that if you're ESPN? Are you really going to make $200 million a year on Pac-12 After Dark? You really think you're going to make that money back on that? 
man, I have a, a tough time believing that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that the, the hard part is, is like when you look at the SEC or the Big Ten and you, and you see that they're, you know, I don't know, three to five teams deep, you know, legitimately three to five teams deep from a TV standpoint, like, hey, we can put this team on TV and it'll be a relevant game that people will want to watch. The Pac-12 struggles in that department. Like, as much as I love the the brand that Washington has built, they haven't been relevant. You haven't been good, you know? As much as I love what, uh, I guess, ASU has done outside of the recruiting scandal stuff, you're not a good team. You're, you're just not, you know? So when I look at the Pac-12 and I say, okay, well, we know Utah just went to the Rose Bowl. We know that Oregon is is known and uh, is known as a top team in the Pac-12. So really, what do you have, again, now that USC and secondarily UCLA left, what do you really have? Like, what, what is, if you're selling, if you're selling the Pac-12 to a consumer who has options um, to compete with, like, hey, UCLA and Arizona are playing, let's say, or, or like some random matchup in the Pac-12 at night. You've got baseball, you've got the NBA, you've got all this other stuff on TV. Are you really telling me that, that consumer is going to pick a low-impact 12 matchup at 8 o'clock Pacific over, you know, whatever else is on TV? No I have chance. trouble with that. And, no chance. And if I have trouble with it, imagine what ESPN is looking at. ESPN has numbers and metrics, and, and they could, I mean, they've got just a plethora of information to look at from a statistical standpoint. So that's why I say, like, there's just I just can't, and I don't mean to be over like overly negative, but I just can't see a world where ESPN is shelling out like you said, like three hundred million or three hundred fifty million. Like that, that just doesn't I, I, it make doesn't sense. make sense because you don't have a situation in the Pac-12 where you can even offer a marquee game. I I don't see how your biggest game of the year coming up in two years. Can you promise ESPN that's going to be Oregon and Washington? I don't think you can. If you're Oregon, if you're Washington, are you even willing to do a TV deal with with the Pac-12 right now? I don't think you can say that. I don't think they know where their membership is at. I, I think one of the bigger stories that came out yesterday was, hey, the Big Ten isn't interested in Oregon and Washington. They want Notre Dame. Yeah, They're focused on Notre Dame and getting this TV deal done in the next 10 days. And if that is, in fact, the truth, I think Oregon and Washington are in real trouble. And again, I still maintain, who's the real winner here? If if that story is true, and we heard yesterday that the, the, the Big Ten does not want Oregon and Washington, that the Big Ten wants Notre Dame and they want Notre Dame to be part of their TV deal. If that is in fact the truth, explain to me or make the case that the Big 12 is not the winner in all of this. Mm -hmm. Because I am not convinced that Uncle Phil up in, in Beaverton wants to hang out Uncle Philly. In, in, in the, in the Pac-12. I just don't, I don't think so. So let me get this right. You don't have Los Angeles. So you're missing a massive part of what was the win in your TV deal. You're trying to sell Pac-12 after dark as, you know, hey, this is exclusive most weeks in this window. Well, what happens when UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten? Do you really think the Big Ten's not going to play Pac-12 after dark games? Do you really think that they're not going to put USC and Ohio State in that exact same window to compete? Mm -hmm. Do you really think that they're not going to have UCLA or USC in that window as often as they can to disrupt that exclusivity that ESPN would have with, with Pac-12 after dark? Absolutely they are. 
I, I just, this is why I say this unreal belief that there's $40 million a year out there for the, for the Pac-12 per school, per, for, per season is ridiculous. And oh, by the way, congratulations. You got $40 million a year in your TV deal. Now what? What does that mean? Because everybody else is out there getting $100 million per school, per season. And you're telling me that you're thrilled with $40 million per season. Per school, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not. It's not a viable TV deal. Yeah, and I think that's the problem for for the Pac-12. You, you're in a position where you know you, you you there's a lot of questions, and even if you do get a deal done, you still look like the person that's getting left behind. And that's why the question is: Are they getting left behind? Is the Pac-12 being left behind, being left in the dust by these other conferences? And I think unequivocally, absolutely yes. Because again, even if you get that deal done, you're still 60 some odd million dollars behind. And so that's why I say, I think what's really curious, you know, is like last week on the show, we talked a lot about like streaming deals and, and finding new ways to get your, your, your content to the consumer on their phone. And what I'm curious about is, will we get uh, like let's take Oregon just as an example, just a hypothetical. In any world, is it possible for Oregon football to say, "Hey, yeah, here's the bird to the Pac-12 and stream their stuff with somebody, Sh- like stream on YouTube or stream on Amazon or, or you know whatever the whatever the platform would be?" Because you can't tell me that that a league like MLS going to Apple TV, right? You can't tell me they went to Apple TV and they were confident that they would get viewership that the Oregon Ducks couldn't go and, and stream with somebody and get quality numbers. I just don't believe it. Like, I think if you had, like, honestly, in the comments, if you had Oregon and Utah streaming on, let's just say YouTube as an example, you're telling me you wouldn't go and find that? You're telling me that you wouldn't be able to pull that up on your phone super quick and easy and you wouldn't be able to cast that to your TV? I think that the Pac-12 would love that. I just don't think that that money's But I don't think the Pac-12 is innovative enough to roll something like that out for the entire league. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know that... uh, I wouldn't say they're not innovative. I think they're so focused on being on everybody's television set that they don't look at... And I don't... Most major college conferences don't look at, you, you know, YouTube TV or Amazon or Apple or any of these other streaming partners. I don't think most college conferences look at them as third tier rights. I think they look at, Hey, well, CBS has our main deal. Uh, you know, Fox has our second tier rights and NBC has our third tier rights. And you know, like that's the traditional deal. And I just think you have to get more creative. You have to do more with less. And again, I just want to say, what is the upside here? What is the best possible scenario for the PAC 12? Because I don't see it as as anywhere near fifty million bucks. I, I don't. And I know that I know that that people locally have said, oh, they can get forty million dollars and that'd be a huge win. That's not a huge win. That's called homerism and that's called drinking the Kool-Aid, because the Pac twelve is dead. Yeah. I will again say the Pac twelve is dead. If you do not at the very least keep UCLA and add San Diego State the Pac-12 is dead. If you do not keep UCLA, the Pac-12 is dead. If you cannot somehow find a way to keep all of Southern California in the conference, which you had with UCLA and USC, the Pac-12 is dead. There's there's no other way to spin this. Yeah. 
And I know that everybody wants to say, hey, the, the, the Pac-12 is going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, they haven't yet. And I understand that the, the college football world is waiting on the Big Ten. The college football world is waiting on Notre Dame. I totally understand that. That means you can operate in silence and you can go and make the deal that's got to be made to save yourselves. And I don't think there's a deal out there for the Pac-12 that saves them. Mm -hmm. I think this is why the Big 12. See what I did there? Did this you, is, did you this see is, what he did there? This, this is, is why. why. Um, but I think this is why the Big 12 is the winner because they added BYU. They added Houston and Cincinnati and Central Florida. And they expanded their footprint. And they brought over you know 2 million new viewers into the conference with those four teams. And if you want to crush the Pac-12, go get San Diego State. Mm -hmm. Go get SMU. Don't give them an opportunity to save themselves. Because right now what you're doing is you're giving the Pac-12 an opportunity to save itself by doing nothing at all. And I understand that the Big 12 is operating behind the scenes. I understand that it's likely very difficult to add anybody or get anybody to move right now. But look at what's on the screen. The Big Ten is not currently interested in Oregon and Washington. They are focused on Notre Dame. Let them focus on Notre Dame. If I am the, the new sheriff in town at the Big 12, I am all over any Pac-12 school that I can get that helps me. I'm telling you, Utah and Colorado, I cannot believe right here and right now, if you go to Colorado and Utah and say, hey, working on a new TV deal because don't forget, Big 12 is about to start negotiations on a new TV deal. Yep. Hey, we're at $70 million per school per season right now. Let's go. That's almost double the money that you could even hope to get in the Pac-12. Are you really telling me with the, the way the Pac-12 landscape and the future landscape looks that you don't have to seriously consider that deal? I think you have to seriously consider that deal. You look at what's going on in the Pac-12 Nothing is better. Nothing has changed. Nothing is developing. This thing with ESPN not taking the Big Ten rights is not some, you know, savior for the, the Pac-12 because it doesn't make you more money. Mm -hmm. ESPN doesn't have more money. They simply chose not to spend $380 million per season on Big Ten rights. Do you really think that means they have $380 million that they're willing to give to you? Well, and what did they really That's do? That's crazy what money. They, what did they really do with their money? They, they basically just said, hey, yeah, we're going to take basically all the money we have and we're going to pour it into the best conference in the country. That's what they did. They, they made a safe, uh, not that it's a gamble, certainly, but they made a safe, I guess, investment. They made a safe choice in picking up the SEC, and, and and that's my biggest thing. If you look back, if you wind the clocks back 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, dude, the, the, the Pac-12, when it was Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll in that era of Pac-12 football, Pac-10 football at that time, dude, if you would have just started having conversations about streaming or, like, how we can innovate or how we can get our product out there more— we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. And that's what I always come back to when we have this conversation. It, there's no reason that we should be here. It's a crying shame. I, In my heart of heart, I believe that, that the Pac-12 could, could have been better than the SEC. You could have been the juggernaut. You could have been that conference out west that has the the poly pipeline living uh, and alive and well at SC. You could have had all these awesome things happening, 
But because you're not distributing, you can't recruit. Because you're not distributing, you can't sell ad space. Because you're not distributing, you can't ask for $70 million a year on your TV deal. That's, that's what I think is just such a tough pill to swallow if you're any fan of any of these Pac-12 teams. That's the tough part. So I will keep saying this and keep posing this question. What the hell is Utah, Oregon, and Washington going to do? Because I agree you're not agreeing to a five-year rights deal, in my opinion. I think three years is a nice spot. It gives you time, but it's not too long. So if you buy yourself three years' worth of time, what are you going to do with that time? Because I just don't see the Pac-12, you know, all of a sudden, you know, flipping a switch and turning into the this great innovative conference that does things that nobody else is doing and is helping itself in a variety well, of different ways. Nobody is paying like this. I, I'm tweeting with DJ main Gator Ute 89 mm-hmm. on Twitter. He says the PAC 12 and the big 12 are going to get big dollars. Then if 10 deal will be done within the next week, any company who doesn't get the big 10 deal will overpay the PAC 12 and the big 12 to have football on their channel. Will it be as big as, uh, Big Ten and SEC? No, it won't. But you're insane if you think somebody's overpaying for the Pac-12 without Southern California, without San Diego, without UCLA for Los Angeles. Right now, do you understand that the Pac-12 owns zero, zero real estate south of Cal, Berkeley? Zero. Nothing in California. How is that possible? How are you going to... like? And this is what I say to Pac-12 fans, with all due respect, you're out of your mind. And this is, we've seen this sentiment. You're out of your mind. Dude, we've seen this sentiment a lot. George Klofkoff had that same sentiment, like, hey, we're fine. We're going to get paid. Like, everything's cool. Dude. And I just don't buy it. And and again, I look at what the Big 12 did. And I look at who the Big 12 added. You added a, a team that, in Cincinnati, that is competing for a playoff spot. You're adding BYU and an ESPN contract that BYU brings with it and a million viewers a game. Oh, Pac-12 after dark. BYU brings a million viewers to the set every single week. I'm for real. Right, like you you already have Pac-12 after dark. It's called BYU. Then you're adding Houston to Fort Worth and to Lubbock. Like you, you've added control of the state of Texas. You're competing for recruiting with the SEC in Texas already. Like, I, I just don't understand how the math adds up for the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be a hater, and I understand that that Ute fans and Pac-12 fans think that I just hate that. I don't. I don't. The worst part about the Pac-12 is what could have been. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part mm-hmm. about the Pac-12 right now. You're sitting here looking down the barrel at death because of what could have been. You're sitting here looking at death in its face because you refused to innovate, and yet you had this building in downtown San Francisco, and you had to have the suites, and you had to have the this. You had to have seven, you know, like, feeds when you only needed two. Like, it's ridiculous to me how poorly the Pac-12 has been managed, and then you have a guy, George Klyovkov, who is absolutely the right guy to hire for this deal, to run the conference, and he shows up when they've already thrown the dirt on top of the coffin, man. They've already relayed the sod over your grave, uh-huh. and there's just no way to unwind that watch. Father Time is undefeated, and there's no going back for a rematch. 
right? Like that's the problem with the Pac-12 right now. You're delusional if you think anybody is overpaying for a football conference that doesn't have Los Angeles in it. <clears throat> it doesn't have LA. And the problem with, with the Bay Area, and I think everybody in TV knows this, there is straight up a lack of passion for sports in the Bay Area, specifically for Cal football. Cal has spent billions of dollars. They've got a small yet mighty fan base that doesn't show up to games in a beautiful new stadium, that doesn't watch their games on TV, right? So you you have Stanford, which as an educational institution has more value than their TV rights do. Crazy. How is that possible, right? So you're looking at a situation where if you're the Pac-12, you have some very limited value. But if you don't keep UCLA, just chop your nuts off and hand them to the, pa the, to the Big 12 because it's over. Bro, it's over. There's no $40 million, you know, tooth fairy showing up and putting bricks of gold under your pillow. It's over unless you keep UCLA and you add San Diego State. That's the only path to viability, in my opinion, for the Pac-12. I don't see other, any other way they save themselves. Completely agree. Completely agree with you. What is what is what is Notre Dame's TV value? I, I And I think this is one of the most important questions before we get to the comments i see you guys there you're amazing thank you so much i think one of the biggest questions that has to be asked in tv right now is what is the value of notre dame's tv rights because if you're the big 10 and you add notre dame after this tv deal does that do you good i, I mean sure it does more viewers to the set right but if if notre dame was going to join the big 10 would they not have done that already and are you simply waiting for a situation? Because when the Big Ten adds SC and UCLA, huge boost, like huge boost. Right. Lots of more money, lots of more households, potentially, you know, depending on who you believe, three to six million more households in the Los Angeles market. It makes you a much more competitive basketball conference with USC and UCLA. So what is what is Notre Dame's value per season, average annual value? Are they worth $75 million per season on their own for TV rights? Yeah, I mean, I think what's really interesting about the Notre Dame situation is, you know, when you look at how they would be used from a TV perspective, they're essentially a bridge to keep people. So you're going to have a, a nice early game matchup. Then you're going to slot Notre Dame in, and then you're going to have another matchup after them. And you're creating this scenario where you, you're, you're trying to keep those same viewers most of the day. Like nobody's naive. Nobody's just going to sit in front of the TV all day, but you want them to keep coming back repeatedly. That's kind of the name of the game here. And so I, I think, you know, the other factor that's at play is Notre Dame doesn't need this. That's the thing. Notre Dame doesn't need to do this. Do they want to do it? Sure. I'm, I'm sure they want to do it. I'm sure they want to get paid. I'm sure they want to make that bread. Like, oh, I think they'd like, like to join a conference. <clears throat> I mean, if you look at where the future of scheduling in this business is going, yeah. that alone. Uh, but you look at the marquee matchups that sit there annually for Notre Dame yeah. that put them in the conversation to play for a national championship of college football every single season. If you're Notre Dame, it helps you recruiting. It brings in mm -hmm. more money. It helps the church. Like all of this stuff is every reason. But I think they they've got to get paid. And I I think, I, to be honest, I think they are worth seventy five million dollars a year. 
I think they have history. They have tradition. Manti Teo's girlfriend. Like, they have all this stuff. You know. And as a Notre Dame fan, I'm ready to see Notre Dame and Ohio State every year. Yeah. I'm ready. I want Notre Dame and Michigan every year. I think you need those big matchups. Well, in Notre Dame SC. I mean, you know, that's you know, that's just another one to add to the list. You need Notre Dame Penn State. You need I mean, you need you need that if you're Notre Dame in my opinion. It's really difficult to get that when you're not in the conference. Those are millions and millions of viewers that Notre Dame brings to the TV. I think they're worth $75 million. I'm just curious if they're if they're willing to join a conference as a football program. But I also think that flexibility you have as an independent is valuable to them. You know, I mean, you, you talk about scheduling, and they've been able to put out a pretty damn good schedule pretty much every year since I can remember. And I, and I think that that's kind of that same conversation we have we had about BYU before they before they joined, obviously, which is that, you know, you have this great ability to make a great schedule and play teams that you wouldn't otherwise be able to play if you were in a conference. And I just think that, you know, Notre Dame is is obviously the difference between Notre Dame and, and BYU and why Notre Dame is going to get paid is because they are competing for the college football playoff almost every year, you know. Uh, and I think that Notre Dame is is – just has heritage. They have everything you want, and that's why they're going to get paid because they've got the heritage. They've done enough winning. You know, they're an established product, and I just think that when you, because of where they're located in the Midwest, they're perfectly suited to be right in the middle of Big Ten action. And and so whether they actually join the conference officially or whether we have that set up where, you know, they haven't joined, they're technically independent, but they're buddy-buddy with the Big Ten and they're getting that money anyway— Either way, I mean, you're you're going to be in a great spot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. I do think they're worth that $70, 75000000 million tag. Well, and I mean, it's only going to be football. I, I can't see Notre Dame paying $100 million to get out of the ACC. I, I can't see that. And I think, we, for those of you who don't know, they signed a grant of rights with the ACC for basketball, Notre Dame did. So they would have to pay the grant of rights exit fee, um, which is estimated to be $100 million for basketball. So there's a real good chance that Notre Dame would be joining the Big Ten on a football-only basis, at least until that grant of rights expires. Yes. Or there's enough heat uh, you know, under their feet to pay the $100 million and bring Notre Dame sports in totality to the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, but I think if you look at Notre Dame, their football TV rights are worth $75 bucks a year. I, and I, I don't think there are very many people who can say that. All right, let's get your comments in here. Colton Bitten says, good morning. Shout out to Brad Saylor. We are daily listeners. Colton Bitten, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for being here. Neville 93 says, good morning, guys. Can't wait for the watch party. Yes, September 17th let's go. at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. We are going to be uh, watching the BYU and Oregon game, smoking some wings and pizza, we are going to be pulling the winner of the BYU Notre Dame Shamrock Series drive away to Las Vegas at halftime of the Oregon BYU game in Eugene on September 17th. Uh, we are doing a watch party at Barbecue Pit Stop. You see their locations on the screen Logan, Lehigh, Layton, Salt Lake City, and St. George, BBQPitStop.com. Go into any of those stores, there's a box on the counter. Uh, fill out an enter to win slip, drop it in the box, and make sure you tell them, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Um, that's what we we do. We need you guys to support the show by going to our advertisers, by spending your money with our advertisers, guys like 
Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Lehigh, Layton, Salt Lake City, and St. George. Even if you're just buying rubs and spices. Hey, you ready to get into a Yoder smoker? You ready to get into a Traeger? Do it at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Then join us September 17th for BYU and Oregon. We'll do a uh, our football Saturday show live uh, before kickoff of that game. Then we'll all hang out, watch the game together, eat some wings, eat some pizza, and then pull the winner of the uh, BYU-Notre Dame Shamrock Series driveaway, all presented by Barbecue Pit Stop and Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. Devery Davis, Academy Mortgage, equal housing lenders. So appreciate you shouting that out uh, because we are really excited about that. Kurt Myers says, good morning, Tanner Plummer. Kanai Johnson, Teddy Wayman, Cody Strickland, who's kicking ass in the uh, casuals getting cut. Yep. Way to go. That's a group of what do you bench? a bunch of listeners, me, Jake, Mrs. Monty, Max Muscle in South Jordan. Everybody's in this group cheering each other on, supporting each other, talking about the food we're eating, all this great stuff. Casuals getting cut. DM Jake on uh, Instagram if you want to join that group. Uh, you can find him at SLC Supercars, SLC, Salt Lake City, SLC Supercars on Instagram. Jake will add you to that group. Cody, good to see you. Tanner Plummer says, can ESPN save the Pac-12? Yeah, for a couple of years, but eventually the Pac-12 would have to find another TV deal. That The, the length of, of this next deal for the Pac-12 is huge because you're probably looking in the range of five years. So if that deal starts in 2024, right, you'd be until just about 2030 tied up in your TV rights. And no matter what happens, you're either going to die or you're going to be mediocre. In 2030, $40 million per season is not even a starting point. It's going to be an embarrassing number. That's not even a starting point. <clears throat> and if they truly are at $24.5 million right now, man, I, I don't even know how you do that. Kurt Meyer says, uh, by now you should be uh, spick and span and clean as a whistle. I'm not sure what that's a reference to. Okay. Eric and Raleigh says ESPN might as well set fire to the money if they want to give any to the Pac-12. I would agree with that. Patrick Bourne, what's up in Waco, Texas? Waco. Also, how much of that money works with unequal revenue sharing? Well, and there is that. If I'm Oregon, I want a massive part of the pie. Yeah. I want a massive part of the pie. Because now with SC gone, I think Oregon and Utah are the two biggest programs in the conference. Yeah. If I'm Oregon and Utah, I want a much larger piece of the pie. That's a great point. You're throwing um, our budget a little out of whack. You know what I'm saying? Kenneth Fenoy says uh, Pac-12 is screwed and there is not a thing anybody can do about it. Unless you get UCLA to stay, and I don't see why UCLA would give but up. But even at that point, it's not like UCLA is some power program. The only thing that they give you is Southern California. That's it. That's it. Uh, you know, just three to six million viewers. That's it. That's a lot. I know it's a lot, but it's not like they're SC. It's not like UCLA is ever going to stumble and trip and fall into the college football playoff. No, you know, that's the probably relevancy, true. The relevancy factor, you're not getting help even there. I mean, yes, I agree. Getting your foothold back in Southern California would be huge, but but again, I can't emphasize this enough. Why do you think that that ESPN went with the SEC? Because they want Alabama, they want Nick Saban, they want Georgia, they want premier brands playing big football games every single week with ramifications on the line. You know, like it, it just, I just can't emphasize that enough. When you're the Pac-12, 
and you're not playing meaningful football when it's Stanford and Arizona, does anybody really care? Honestly, like I'm not trying to hate, but I'm a big football fan and I don't even care. Dude, I'm not going out of my way to watch that game. They don't have Los Angeles. They don't have San Diego. Like it, it, it's just, that again, simple. just think about that. The Pac-12 has no reach in California below Berkeley. Below the Bay Area, they have no hold on like that's incredible. That's incredible. Not even Fresno State. Like that's incredible to me that we're sitting here in a situation where Pac-12 fans believe that they can get all 50, 60 million dollars without any California real estate south of Berkeley. How is that possible? Why would ESPN do that? ESPN knows the Pac-12 needs ESPN. I don't believe that ESPN needs the Pac-12. I really don't. They could right now today go and make a deal with the Big 12. They could right now go and do that. They don't need, they, like it's not the only thing they have. Would they like ESPN? Would they like the Pac-12? Yes, I think they would. I think ESPN likes Pac-12 after dark. I do. But I think they like it less now that USC's in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. I think they like it far less. Because one of the teams you always see on Pac-12 after dark is USC and UCLA. Because it's Los Angeles. And they know if they put Los Angeles exclusively on TV, a ton of people are going to watch. Arizona State somehow ain't doing that. Especially with the disaster that the Sun Devil program is right now. I think it makes it very difficult. Chris P. says, who's on the treadmill? I was on the treadmill doing the show live. Tanner Plummer says, I think the number one reason why the Pac-12 could collapse is because their leaders and media people aren't living in reality. Well, that could very well be because Bob Thompson came on the show and was like, hey, they can make it without UCLA. Yeah, if you want to be the ACC, you can. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, Eric and Raleigh says ESPN can get 1 million viewers for a San Diego State Fresno State game in a late slot. They can if they were in the conference. In the Pac-12, that would help, but they're not. Like, you look at the Mountain West, and <laughs> I mean, I'm not even trying to be a jerk about it. If I'm the Mountain West, aren't I leveraging that San Diego State, uh, that time slot? I, How would you not? Yeah. You know, and this is why I say about the Pac-12, it's not special or unique. The minute that USC and UCLA left the conference, Pac-12 after dark became not special or unique. Yeah. Because now aren't we going to get Big Ten after dark? And are we going to get the Mountain after dark? And aren't we going to get your mom after dark? Like Basically. Why, why wouldn't you? Well, absolutely you would. Even mullet man Craig Thompson knows you got to do that. I'm sorry. Did you say mullet man? He's got an amazing <laughs> mullet. He has okay. an amazing mullet. Okay. Uh, just after 7 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, if you're watching live on the show, appreciate you very much. Talking about the uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12 TV sitch. The sitch. The sitch. Uh, the situation with those deals and everybody's assumption yesterday, oh, man, the Pac-12 is going to be fine now because ESPN's just going to pay them the $380 million they were going to pay the Big Ten. You're oh, casual. You're crazy. You're crazy. That's not going to happen. Patrick Bourne says, well, somewhat they would take a low Pac-12 football game over some other sports. I'm a football fan, not a basketball, baseball, or any other sports fan. I don't disagree with I'm that. I'm just telling you, dude, the odds, that, that, and respectfully, that may be the case for you, but the odds of someone watching, you know, Stanford and Arizona, I mean, come on, dude. Like, that's Very just low. not, that's not any sort of, 
game of consequence. There's if nothing there, dude. Listen, what's a lower tier? What's a lower tier Big Ten program? If it's Purdue and USC, that's going to get you a million views. Yeah, because it's SC. If it's USC in Los Angeles, say that's a 10-15 Eastern time kickoff. If Purdue is in Los Angeles, the only game in that time slot, are you getting a million viewers? Yeah. I think you probably are. Yeah. Okay, so in the Pac-12, if it is Washington State and Oregon. Yep. That works. You're getting a million viewers for yes. this. You think so? I think you are. What it's if Oregon. Okay, what if you're going head-to-head? USC and Purdue versus Oregon and Washington State. Mm, Who are you watching? I'm probably going Oregon-Washington State. Oh, get out of here. You're going Oregon. Yeah, I'm going. I no, am. sorry, dude. I'm, not, I'm going well, SC. I'm not Purdue. interested in Purdue. I'm going SC Purdue. Okay. I mean, well, that's you. I'm. I'm. I'm more interested in a good football if game. If it was, if it was Utah and you know Oregon State, I'm watching Utah. If I'm telling you, if it is, but and this is why the Big Twelve is in such an advantageous position. If you're playing, if you add Oregon State and Washington State and and you get BYU in Oregon State in you know at Reeser Stadium for a 10-15 Eastern kickoff you're getting a million viewers of that game. Mm-hmm. I like I just don't see that that you're ever outdrawing the Los Angeles TV market when USC is playing in primetime. I don't care who you are. I if 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 you're going head to head with them on another you know West Coast game, you're not getting that. I I, I just don't that that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, let's see. Hooterville uh, Homestead 499 sends us a super sticker. Appreciate Thank that. You. Royal Coog says BYU is going to beat Oregon by two plus scores. Mm. Okay, listen. It is only 7-11 Mountain Time. <laughs> that ayahuasca tea that you've clearly had this morning. Yeah, dude. That was a special brew that you made this morning, clearly. 5, 5.30 in the afternoon for Iowa. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's too early to be hallucinating. Yeah. Uh, it's at Autzen Stadium. It's Oregon. And they're going to have athletes. You're not going to beat them by 14 points. No. That's not going to happen. What I mean, that'd be great for BYU. You'd love to see that, but that's just not going to happen. Um, you know, I just... I would love to see that. Yeah. Because I think BYU is really close. By the way, did you see all the BYU players teasing a new NIL deal? Yes. I'm curious all what of them. that is. All of them. And it's obviously program-wide. So we'll see. I don't know. I will keep saying, where's Utah on NIL? Where are you? I think it's really interesting that here we have BYU players. I think I have a a pretty good idea of what that NIL deal is going to be. You have this, a new NIL deal at BYU and not a mouse in the house at Utah. Mm -hmm. And it's been a full year and it's no, you can't say anymore that you were caught off guard or it's been a full year and you've done nothing. And again, I will just say the people at BYU actively trying to help the players, actively trying to bring new revenue into the pockets of BYU football players. Yeah. Where are those people at Utah? Because we don't know them. We've tried to find them. 
and they're not alive. Like That's not what we're about. And by the way, I've reached out to Utah players directly. Nothing. Not a thing. And the, the again, I know I said this the other day, but the 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 guys at Coog Connect in at BYU, they make it really easy. Yeah. It's hard to deal with Utah and get Utah players in NIL conversations. That's every day. It's really difficult. Yeah. And now here we are with a, all the BYU players. Hey, new NIL deal coming. We need your support. Hey, big announcement coming. We need your support. And there's nothing at Utah. And I, I, I'm I'm befuddled by it. And I don't mean to... And I see I'm already getting text Uh-oh. messages about Oh, this. you hate Utah. You I'm hate Utah. I'm already getting text messages about You hate this. Utah. But I, I, I already see that you're, you're in a situation where, man, I just don't understand how, how you're getting circles. Like, I mean, honest to goodness, Coog Connect is running circles around people. Yeah, and what I don't understand how? is it's not, you know, I love, I love those guys, but it's not like NIL is rocket science. This isn't like it's some like no. super complicated thing. Like, no. you know, it's just one of those things that I feel like nobody's doing. And, yeah. and that's kind of the crazy thing. And, and I feel like you've got great opportunities at Utah. I mean, how does Cam Rising not have an NIL deal? How does how do any of these other guys that are going to be big names, how does Dalton Kincaid not have one? How does Brant Keithy not have one? How does, like, where are you, bro? Like where are you at? And 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 I don't even think it's a player issue. I I, I think it's a it's a, a a you know a a program issue in a sense that the school is never going to be directly involved because that's not how NIL works. But but like Coo Connect was set up to help people. Like there should be something in the Utah community that gets set up by like boosters or something to help these kids, man. And and I just I'm. I you, I think you used the word befuddled. It is befuddling. It is baffling. It is surprising. Uh, and, I, and I hope it gets fixed because I would love to have those guys come on the show and talk about what they have going on and what they're working on and, and where the program's going. I think that, you know, again, add it to the list of things that the Pac-12 doesn't do, right? It, we, we don't distribute our product. We don't get our players paid. Yeah. And then we're really surprised when we're talking about our conference dying. Well, I, I think the, the thing, though, at BYU, and this is really where the comparison happens, the difference at BYU is I think you were created to be a revenue-generating company. I think you were created, um, you know, if, if you look at the way that BYU operates and you look at the foundation of the church, there's no better money, money-making operation in the state of Utah than, than the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There's no doubt about that. That is a revenue-generating machine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it starts. God bless. But you look at the, the level of business that comes out of Provo, and you look at the alumni and where those alumni are, are working, and you look at where former players are, you have former players that are entrepreneurs. You have former players that are at Adobe. You have former players that are in all these great positions in the state of Utah. Don't you know and who I am? You have Silicon Slopes and you have all these companies. They're not in downtown Salt Lake City. Where are they? They're in South Salt Lake County and they're in Utah County. You, you look at what is going on. It's not rocket science. BYU has become a revenue generating machine on all levels. 
And, and it starts with the church, but that filters all the way down to the lives of, of, of BYU football players now. Yes, yes, yes. You can't tell me, in all seriousness, though, you can't tell me that watching the way that NIL has worked at BYU and not worked, frankly, because they've had a lot of issues as well. But if you look at the way that NIL has worked, it has to have a positive impact on the mindset of the football players dealing with it. It turns them into entrepreneurs because nine out of 10 players are never going to suit up on Sundays. They're never going to draw a paycheck for playing football, right? Well, now they are at BYU because they have NIL deals. Yeah. And you look at the way that you learn about the structure of business. Is that not happening at Utah? It's not an educational issue. There is no finer educational institution than the University of Utah. Yeah. It's a wonderful place to get an education. But why is NIL broken up on the hill? I don't understand it. Because again, it's not rocket science. But Coog Connect and people like Coog Connect and the guys that run that organization. And you look at look at the way that the PR machine at BYU works. Whether it's Cougar Board, whether it is the alumni, whether it is BYU TV. BYU Radio. Or BYU Radio. You look at the way that they their, their PR machine works. And it is, it is efficient. It is powerful. It is a behemoth. And, and I know a lot of people in, in Utah country like to mock Cougar Board. But, and I, you know, honestly, I don't read Cougar Board very often, maybe once or twice a year. But I can tell you in my YouTube analytics, we get an awful lot of views off of Cougar Board. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. We get an awful lot of views coming out of, of BYU country. Yeah. And we get a very small amount of views coming out of like rivals. We get a very small amount of views coming out of out of Utah Ute football message boards. Bro, we're getting more views out of like Big Twelve country than we are out of Utah. It's like, crazy. It's like, insane. And the struggle for me is that Utah deserves better. That's the the hard part. Like the the guys at Utah. They're, they're no, they're, it's not like they're bad human beings. No. It's not like they're terrible people. They're good, hardworking kids. They're good people that deserve as much opportunity to support themselves and make their life in college as good and as, as, as close to thriving as possible. Thanks. Because I will again say it is really difficult to thrive as a college athlete if you don't have a lot of support. And at the family level, sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that's not there, right? So when you're at BYU and you're a walk-on, now you're not a walk-on anymore. Your scholarship is paid for. You don't have to worry about paying for your for your your school. Yeah, because you have an NIL deal with Built Bar that pays for that, right? You, that's what's missing at Utah, and it just doesn't it just doesn't need to be. Um, I know I'm getting up a soapbox on that, but I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about taking care of college athletes. Yeah, I just think there's no reason not to now. I mean, you have you have a, 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 a an avenue and a bridge to do it now. So why wouldn't you? And and that's and this is kind of my overreaching point. Whether we're talking about NIL, whether we're talking about TV rights and distribution, what's the common theme here? Don't miss this point. The common theme is the Pac-12 is not getting it done, right? And that's not a player issue. That's not. I'm not saying that you know. Cam Rising is responsible for not having an NIL deal. That's not how it works, right? These guys have a million and one things they're doing. What I am saying, though, is that the Pac-12 
is not doing a good enough job overall. So what that leads to is not getting $75 million a year for your TV rights for each school. What that leads to is guys like Cam Rising or anybody else on the on the Utah roster not having NIL deals. I mean, and, and, and that's the trouble. And that's why I say, dude, the Pac-12, geographically speaking, is one of the best conferences in the land. They're not in Nebraska, with all due respect to Nebraska. You're in Cal, dude. You're in Oregon. You're like you're in these great places and you're not leveraging that. You're not helping yourself at all and I just it's just such a shame in my opinion that we have to be here. Yep, totally agree. All right. Let's get your comments in here because this one's my favorite. It says uh Eric and Raleigh says slap Jake across the face. It's USC all day every day. Okay. Well, that's your that's your that's your belief. If you want to watch USC play some garbage program, then do that. Purdue but I'm, is I'm not good. a garbage program. Okay, well they're not they're not anybody that I've heard in the college football playoff in any recent time. So as far as I'm concerned, what? Purdue can get the hell out of here with that. Drew like, Brees went to Purdue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well when 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 Purdue plays wow. Oregon in the college football playoff, then talk to me about Purdue. My man is upset. Well, I just am tired of hearing about <laughs> two things I'm tired of. I'm tired of hearing about USC being some great program. Prove it to me this year, Lincoln. Go win some football games and then talk to me about how you deserve to be in the Big Ten. Talk to me about how you deserve that TV money. They haven't done anything to this point to deserve what they've gotten outside of the fact that they got the deal done, right? Because, again, the old saying is, you know, you, you, you're worth what you can get paid. So clearly the Big Ten felt like, hey, that was worth it. But my point just is when we compare Oregon and Washington State, what is Washington State? Not a great program, but Washington State always puts out entertaining football, even if they lose. So that's why I say Oregon-Washington State would be far more entertaining than watching SC beat up on some mediocre Purdue program. Yeah. Royal Coog wants to know when, like, when was the last time more than three teams in the Pac-12 were bowl eligible? I don't know that three teams at one time have have they ever had a team playing a bowl game? And <laughs> stop, stop. Cody Strickland says, "Hey boys, got an idea. I suck at basketball. Would you be down for a pickup game with the group one day?" Listen, I mean, you don't want that, bro. You don't you want do the heat. not want that. You don't want the heat. You yeah, don't I mean, want that. Come on, man. Come on. You you need your ankles intact, kid. Yeah. TJ McVay says if it's USC and fill in the blank from the Big Ten, you got viewers. Exactly right. Uh, Patrick Bourne says Big 12 with BYU after dark. Yes. Uh, Jeff James says uh, I'm still irked by your comment last week that West Virginia football is crap. How about middle of the pack? It's not relevant. It's not relevant in the Big 12. It just isn't. I mean, I, again, I point to this thing with Pitt. They sold out 70,000 strong to see Pitt in West Virginia. Go join the the ACC. That needs to happen. It is. This is not unlike Nebraska to the Big 10. West Virginia should have never joined the Big 12. I understand why. I understand why. It's been a disaster for West Virginia. I mean, that is, West Virginia's just not relevant. They're just not relevant. And I know that sucks. I know that hurts, but they're not middle of the pack. They're not relevant in any way, shape, or form. I, I mean, I, I, and I, I'm open to the conversation, but how are they relevant at, on any level? Nebraska, how is it possible to say Nebraska's irrelevant? Irrelevant. Iowa, Iowa State, like, 
There are there are teams in these conferences that just don't matter. They just don't matter. And until you win games and recruit at a very high level, you just don't matter. Agreed. West Virginia don't matter. That's that's the problem. With, Washington again, State doesn't matter. With all due respect, Oregon State had one of the best years in recent memory, and they don't matter. They're not bringing eyes to the TV set. That's the that's the biggest the biggest problem. Uh, Royal Coog says the Pac-12 needs a BYU type team. Well, guy, <laughs> is there another BYU type team? No, I, I don't think there is. Uh, he also says, I know some behind the scenes stuff on the Coog Connect stuff. Let's just say it's worthy of some uh, eye popping emojis. I'm telling you, Coog Connect does a good job for BYU football, for BYU basketball. Like they, I, the NIL game in Provo is, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says BYU Athletics presented by the Monty Show. We talk a ton of BYU on this show. Patrick Bourne says, I'm watching Oregon, Washington State. Jake's excited about that. Patrick, you guys can you can chill together. You can watch. I'm going to do that. I'll be over here watching USC and Purdue. Uh, the USC play nobody? Is that is that right? Uh, Hooterville Homestead says, after this year, BYU. Uh, see what I see. See what I did there. Uh, will be the nemesis and start a new rivalry. We'll see. I think so. I think so. Uh, Royal Kook says these Utah fans can't handle the truth. Sherman Ng says I just accepted a full time offer with the Utah Jazz. Sherman, let's go, baby. Way to go, kid. Let's go, baby. Congratulations, let's man. Go. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so can we get some Jazz sourcing this season? Yeah, hey man, why don't you? Yeah, like, why don't you? Uh, why don't you DM me? We'll we'll work out that sourcing line. You know what I mean? Cuddle up to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, be friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Royal Cook says the Eccles don't want to give them any more money than they already have. I mean, seems like they're they, the Eccles do a great job supporting Utah. I think the main reason Utah isn't getting NIL deals done is that there's just nothing like Cook Connect. Take it easy. I think you know what I think it is. I think there's some belief that it's really difficult and it's hard and there's no way. And it doesn't have to be like this whole thing. Yeah. You just need to have a plan and a vision and you need to execute. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's difficult. I really do. Dax Johnson, what's up? How's Johnson. Dax, how's your Johnson? Uh, morning, boys. What should the expectation for the Cougs and Utes be this season? Wish the Holy War was being played this year. Some of my greatest memories is watching the game on a brisk fall day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes. I think I think BYU, they should both be looking at, ten, uh, at two lost seasons. And I think that the only expectation, the only thing you care about is beating Florida and beating USC if you're Utah. Mm -hmm. The rest should handle itself. If you're BYU, one week at a time, friends, because you have got some absolute death on your schedule. It is. I think they have an incredibly difficult schedule. Yeah, I, I, think, I, just, I, think, I think it's just, you know, quality seasons out of both. I mean, I, I think that BYU is well past the four-loss season. So, you know, we've gone through the schedule. We've, you know, we've we've bandied about i mean obviously we can go over it again but i just think that that you know you can make a case one way or the other who has the tougher schedule my opinion is utah has a little bit tougher of a schedule but again i think 
for BYU, it depends on is Jaron healthy? You know, does the offensive line stay stay in most of the season? You know, like can I, I just think for BYU health is paramount. When they're healthy, they're they can beat they can beat anybody. But the problem is is they just haven't been. All I can say is there's not a tougher stretch of games on anybody's schedule than at Oregon. Obviously, you get a break with Wyoming, Notre Dame, Arkansas, like those <laughs> Utah State, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Baylor, Oregon, Wyoming, Utah State, Notre Dame, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Find me somebody who's got to run in games like that. That stretch right there is going to determine your season. And by the way, you also have uh, your bye week, November 12th, if you're BYU. I think their losses are Arkansas. Um, and I think I think that Oregon game really that Oregon game that we're doing the watch party for it at, at barbecue pit stop. Yeah. That could be the difference between a two loss season and a three, four loss season. If you go to Autzen and you beat Oregon in a transition, that's a good win. That's a good win. That's, that is because you're probably not going to be top 25 unless you beat Baylor and Oregon. Yeah. By the way, they also have Baylor and Oregon back to back. Mm-hmm. USF, not easy. Baylor, at Oregon, Wyoming, Utah State, Notre Dame in Las Vegas for a Notre Dame home game, don't forget. Arkansas, at Liberty with the noodle arm quitter quarterback. Isn't he there? Noodle arm quitter quarterback. Yeah. I believe he is there, yes. Um, I will never say his name on this show again, with all due respect. Uh, East Carolina. What's the state? And that blue turf. By uh, <laughs> You can't say Boise State. Boise State. Boise State Damn, on BYU uh, you guys, Radio. Anybody got any extra tickets for Boise State? No, I I don't know what Boise State is. I I I don't know what that is. Call Coog Connect. Uh, they're at Boise State. Oh, okay. Boise State. Got Boise it. Boise State. By week, Utah Tech. Well, yeah. <clears throat> you. I know you had to change your name. Utah Tech. UTT. Come on now. And then you finish at Stanford. Good, good luck. It's a good schedule, man. A good, oh, yeah. yeah but it, I mean, we're getting somewhere. Independence. They're, that's a dying program. They can't. Tom Homo. What a loser. <laughs> they can't schedule. Schedule my ass. They can't. Independence. 10 years as an independent. Get the. Independence. <laughs> Tom Homo. What did he know? At Florida, win. Southern Utah, destruction. San Diego State, revenge. San Diego. Wales Vagina coming to get wrecked. They're going, Wales Vagina leaving here a blue waffle. Um, Bro, you did not just say blue waffle on this show. Bro, what? What? Listen, we're in, in a strange time. Bro, what are you talking about right now? <clears throat> I know you're going to the doctor today. I get it. Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> uh, so they'll start 3-0, 4-0 at Arizona State, 5-0 against Oregon State. That See, that Oregon State game's like, damn. Mm -hmm. Careful. Careful. Uh, uh, so they Utah should be 5-0, 6-0 at UCLA, and then USC. Want to play for a college football playoff spot? USC. Yep. 
USC, that's that's the whole... Yeah, USC against Utah, I'm going to turn that game on. That's the whole thing. That is the whole thing. Jeff James says, Monty, you seemed impressed that the West Virginia pick game is sold out at 70000 West Virginia is relevant regionally. Right. My regionally, mom's relevant dude. regionally. Like, on a, like high school football why is relevant. Are, why are we dying on this hill right Jeff? now? Like, Jeff? Jeffy? They're not relevant nationally. Nobody cares about West Virginia outside of people who clean coal. Nobody, you know, with a hose and a brush. Right. Um, in all seriousness, nobody cares about West Virginia. Um, like in the Big 12, does anybody, I'll just ask again, does anybody in Manhattan, Kansas care about West Virginia? Never. Does anybody in Lawrence, Kansas care about West Virginia? No. Do they know where West Virginia is on a map? <laughs> okay. Careful. <laughs> probably too Careful. much. I really don't care if you think it's us. Stop, dude. It's probably too much. You, um, You're lighting fires in the chat, okay? <laughs> I'm having. I'm sorry, Jeff. Jeff, no, please no. For, forgive. Jeff, repent. Um, M. Johnson says BYU Shakabra Johnson. Okay. Uh, Royal Cook says BYU will not lose to Utah State. Ryan Buckley. Well. Taysom's ankle lost to Utah State several okay. times. Okay. What? Okay. What? I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Like I, no. I'll stop. Yeah, I I'll know stop. what time it is. I'll sleep. Relax. Um, Steve Peterson says drink. Are we playing a drinking game? Is that what we're doing? Jeremy Bolton. Wow. Well, well, well. Well, well, The well. headband has look, returned. Look who decides he can fit us in today. What's up, motherfuckers? Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. We missed you. Uh, when both programs are at their best, BYU by far has more views and following. Oh, not close. Not close. Not close. Not close. Uh, let's see. Gene Stream Gamer says, uh, just got home. It's 925 in the Philippines. Watching you guys feels home. Nice, man. Did you get your T-shirt yet, Gene Stream? Yeah, dude. I, and and I'm, I ain't even playing, man. We've sent you like, what is it? What? Are, what are, how many I think we we've sent, sent you like Four? 57 T-shirts. That I'm telling you, mailing stuff to the Philippines, by the way, by the way, Greg Hawkins arrives in the United States tomorrow. But like we mailed shirts to Greg. He got them. Yeah, but it took like three, four weeks, dude. Anyway, I should have FedExed him. Uh, you know, you know, uh, Patrick Bourne says Big 12 country loves football, my friends. Yeah, they do. They're relevant regionally in the Big 12. Um, Tanner Plummer says, I'm with Jake. Brand is important, but if you're not producing on the field, the brand doesn't mean S. I would agree. Neville 93 says, so BYU is bigger than Utah, right? I think the ne fan base uh, is. Nationally, I would say they are. Yeah. I think in the state, Utah's bigger. I think in mm. the national landscape, I think BYU is bigger. Take it easy. Who's got more momentum right now? BYU or Utah? I would say it's close. I don't Bro, know. Bro, I'm going to come across this table. <laughs> I swear to God, I will baptize you on this show. <laughs> Who's got... How can you possibly say that Utah has, has more momentum they than ju They just won the Rose Bowl. Or they didn't win. They made an appearance. Bro, are you wow. serious? You better keep Siri wow. in control. Settle down, sweetie. Uh, it doesn't matter if they played in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that does. was last year. 
Right, but last year is what builds momentum for this year. No, last year is when you had USC and UCLA in the conference, and now you're dying. I mean, That's not very nice. Well, but I, it is what it is. Utah's got to get out of the Pac-12. Yes. I'm telling you, BYU, and, and I know, oh, hey, look, fat ass drinks the Kool-Aid. <laughs> right? Fat. T- totally get it. Ah, blue goggles on TDS. <laughs> Must have paid them off. Hey, guys. As true as I can say it, BYU has more momentum. They're actually going into the Big 12. They are... (laughs) And Utah actually is not. (laughs) They are recruiting well. By all accounts, they're having a lovely fall camp. They are coming out of 10 years of relevance where they have have had a much, much more productive TV deal with ESPN. They've made more money than Utah's made. They're going to make more money than Utah's going to make. Teddy Wayman says, here's $5. Appreciate that, Teddy. That blue waffle comment had me dying at work. I think my client thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Teddy. (laughs) Why do you watch this show? Yeah, well, on a random Wednesday, uh, you know, Monty's going to roll out with blue waffle comments. <laughs> and Jake's going to make stupid comments about well, Utah having more momentum. Well, you know. But Monty is, you know, he's, that, he's an apologist for BYU. He's pandering for clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. We are. <laughs> yeah. I always love that. Oh, you guys are just trying to get. No, that's clickbait. That's clickbait. Yeah. Well, what do you, what are we supposed we to, you know, I mean, we, you know. No, please. Nobody click on our show ever. With you. Yeah. Why wouldn't we want people to click, man? Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. Jordan Hall says, does BYU become less relevant than they currently are by joining the Big 12? No, I think, well, and there is some credence to that, I think. It depends yeah. on what 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 does the Big 12 do. Um, does the new sheriff in town, like, That's actually. becoming such a gimmick, dude. The new sheriff in town thing. Like, every day that goes by that he doesn't do anything, does it makes Brett him Yormar, look terrible. Does he make a major move does he add a pac-12 team or two does he show some you know sackage and go and get san diego some state sackage i'm on a roll obviously not steve peterson says baylor will be ready really tough too yes they will yeah they will royal coog says i think byu upsets notre dame and arkansas but i think oregon will take a step back from last year they're still an eight-win team i i don't know how baylor's going to be the problem is not how good Oregon's going to be. The question is how healthy will BYU be mm-hmm. when you get to Notre Dame, when you get to Arkansas. How healthy is is BYU going to be? I mean, this is a team that was ravaged by injuries last year. Yeah. I mean, especially a, a, a across the lines. I mean, like, how much, how healthy are you going to be? How well are you going to cover on this team? Yeah. Are you going to get consistent quality linebacker play at BYU? Are is your offensive line is Harris Chance going to play a full slate of games? Mm-hmm. Is Jaron Hall going to be healthy? Oh, they are. Okay, well then you're probably beating Oregon. You're probably you're probably I think beating Arkansas at the end of that whole thing. Like, yeah, I think the safety play in the back end of the defense is going to be paramount. Huge. I, mean, I, I think that. There were so many times last year where you're you're left wondering, dude, like, did that did he even know where he was supposed to be on that play? Like, that's the level of struggle that the back end was last year. And I just think that, you know, obviously Jaron getting hurt didn't help and, you know, all the other things, but I think 
you know, you take all this other stuff and put it to the side and you just look at the back end of the defense. If you can solidify that and you're in a good place there, that's going to help you immensely. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think that defense, I have a lot of expectations for BYU's defense. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of expectations. I mean, obviously, when you have Kalani and Tuiaki and you have the depth of talent that they have, and I think when you have, they have depth, they have talent. I uh, The question on defense is, are they developing that talent? Yeah. Are you developing your threes and fours into ones and twos? Right? Are you taking your twos and making them ones, taking your threes, making them twos? Like, are you are you pushing everybody forward? If BYU is going to develop talent the way that Utah does, because I think there's no doubt guys like Cole Bishop have developed lovely. Yes. Very well. The offensive line last year at Utah. That's why I say when we compare these two schedules as we talk BYU and Utah football on the Monty Show, um, I think when you look at the, the, the potential – I think both these teams could be two lost teams. I think I think Utah has a legitimate shot to go undefeated. Yeah, and I and I think what I will say about BYU's schedule is I do think it'll be tougher for them to be a two loss team than it is for Utah to be a two loss team. Like I think I would agree. I with think that. BYU, you know, with you know what they have and their depth and their talent, I've always maintained that their ability to absorb injury is is not nearly as high as Utah's ability to absorb injury, and I think that that's a key factor in whether. You know, you're a two-loss team or you're a four-loss team, you know? Because as we saw last year, you're one, maybe two plays away from that being a win or a loss every single week. Jeremy Bolton says, I love seeing all the Y avatars in the chat. Suck it up, Utah swoops. Suck it up, Utah swoops. I mean, we have a lot of Utah Ute fans that listen to the show, and thankfully. Um, but I, again, I, I think it is much more difficult to get coverage and content on Utah than it is BYU. Agreed. And I just don't know how that's possible. Um, Ryan Buckley says, BYU losses. Oregon, Baylor, Utah State, and Arkansas. I think they're going to mm. beat Baylor at home. I, I, BYU is going to be on a mission. They, they, from what I understand, that Baylor loss is stuck in their craw, specifically for Jaron Hall because he was not healthy for that. I was going to say, if Jaron doesn't have something to play for this mm. year just from a season standpoint – then the kids shouldn't be playing football. I mean, it just is that simple. Giggity says, I wonder how many listeners have never heard of a blue waffle and will ruin their days by looking it up. Don't go, um, do not go to Urban Dictionary and look um, up blue waffle. Just don't. <laughs> don't. Don't Google. <laughs> listen, do not Google image search. Um, don't do it. You, um, you, you don't want to do it. Uh, I promise you it's a mistake. This is Monty's not amused. <laughs> Hello? Besides, it's a lie. What's a lie? That was just like an urban myth. Yeah, who cares? It's so lame. Don't lie to me. Lame. Who cares? Because it's women's. Oh, God. <sighs> well, hey, hey, man. If you could. <laughs> if you could not. Severe if you could not weaponize the female lack. genitalia, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Notice they didn't make it a, a blue peepee, you know, like. You're casual. <laughs> blue totem pole? <laughs> a blue totem pole. Blue piece pipe. <laughs> you, know. you know, no, it's yeah. because it was created by you know goofy high school boys who don't know how to treat the v v v JJ. Just so you can go to Pound Town. What? We're, it's sex. We're guys. What do you? What? <laughs> what? Learn to respect. What? The v JJ. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, BYU will not lose to uh, Utah State. Ryan Buckley says. Okay. 
Uh, Eric and Raleigh says West Virginia is only relevant in the meth game. Wow. 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 Okay, we didn't wow. say that. We did not say that. <laughs> wow. Bro. We did not take it that far. Look, hey, Greg Hawkins, my dude. Gregory, how are we doing, sir? Gives us a $5 tip and says flight in less than 12 hours. Wish us luck. See you soon. Let's go. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Bro, are, are you wow. okay, dude? There was a seismic... Did you do some meth this morning? Well, no. I was just ingesting the fact that Greg Hawkins is going to disturb the force, and my microphone fell over on its own. Wow. Welcome okay. home, my friend. Welcome home. Colby says, word on the street is Utah's preparing to announce a massive NIL deal with Be Beehive Bail Bonds. That's not funny. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not doing it. Nope. <laughs> uh, Tanner Plummer says, when she comes on the show, Mrs. Monty is never amused, Jake. Never. Well, Nevin. Ne Hello. Hello. Uh, um, Mike Presser um, says we're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. Well, hey, name that name that movie. Can't do it. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Can't do it because you've never seen the Blues Brothers. Uh, Neville 93 says not the Blue Waffle. <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, real quick. Then we got to get to uh, LeBron. I wouldn't be surprised if sex bots show up. See it, what you did. See what you did, Mrs. Yeah, Monty. See what you did. You start talking. Oh, my vagina. Hey, guys, guys. Um, let's talk vaginas and uh, waxing or shaving. Go. Anyway, what um, I'm fired. Uh, Utah isn't going undefeated. LMFAO. They have a chance to. They do. the The question for the question for Utah is always going to be: Are you going to lose to Colorado, or are you going to lose to Oregon State, or are you going to lose to People are excited about Cam Rising, man. People, like, the reports are very high on him. I wasn't joking the other day when we talked about Cam Rising versus Jaron Hall for Heisman. Cam Rising's got a legitimate shot to be in New York. Yes. He, he does. If they go undefeated, he will be there. He will, because the only way they go undefeated is see if he's healthy and has a monster year. I'm and Shiva, the god of death. I'm telling you, Utah's offensive line... You have, you're returning your running backs. I think you have sneaky, under unheralded wide receivers that are fast. I think Brant Keithy potentially is a 10-touchdown guy because they're clearly going to use him in multiple different sets and ways in that Utah offense. Like You look at what Utah can bring to the table, there's no reason to think that they can't win every one of those games. And as good as Caleb Williams is, coming to Sac Lake City is a different kind of football, man. You show up at Utah, they're going to put a hurt on you. You're yeah. going to feel it in the rib cage in the morning because they're going to put a hurt on you. And it, Caleb Williams is a hell of a quarterback. They've got to beat USC at Rice-Eccles Stadium on, what is that, October 8th. Yeah. That's it. You, Everything else doesn't, doesn't even matter. you got to beat USC. You absolutely do. CKS, good morning, says football season or conference momentum. Well, football, Utah was just ranked eighth by the coaches. BYU not ranked. Not sure what role we're talking about here. With all due respect, again, because that's the catchphrase on the show. Officially, it was named after yesterday. Yeah, with the, all due respect. The Blue Waffle Show that shows all due respect to Blue Waffles. Okay. Um, you know, blueberry waffles, what? Who doesn't like a good blueberry waffle? I don't know where all this vagina talk comes from. Anyway, grow up! My point is... <laughs> my point is... Shame. My point is... Thank you. Um, thank you. BYU's momentum is, hey, you're going into the Big 12. You have a phenomenal athlete at quarterback. You are nationally relevant. You are consistently on national TV. Your biggest games draw multi-million dollar, uh, multi-million viewership. 
You're relevant. You're a year from now, you're in the Big 12. Yeah. You're playing for a spot in the college football playoff. And you've shown that you can beat teams like Texas and Oklahoma consistently. Yeah. You've done that. So I don't see when you talk about momentum, who's closer to a national championship? If it doesn't happen this year, isn't the answer BYU? If 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 Notre if excuse me, if Utah doesn't win a national championship or a spot in the college football playoff. Let's even go that far. Who's in who's in a better position right now today to for a spot in the college football playoff? It's Utah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. A year from now, let's have a different conversation. Yeah. I don't know. A month from now, when they've made some decisions in the conferences, ask me then. But I'm telling you, BYU has real alive momentum. And I, I, I just look at the quarterbacks. I we have two very special quarterbacks in this state. Yep. And, well, hey, don't forget the Aggies. Hey, bro. Aggie tears. Bro, Logan, Utah, bitches. Like, I don't. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. Logan, Utah, yo. You woke up feeling a certain type of way today. Smells like manure, but we can play football. That's not very nice. <laughs> but is it wrong? No. Thank you. Anyway, the point is, the point is, I was just in Logan the other day. You and your mom are hillbillies but we produce quarterbacks up here and a great butcher shop at barbecue pit stop. Yes. Just in, saying. Indeed he do. Uh, my point is we have two really good quarterbacks. Don't forget about Utah tech's got, uh, they've got gunslinger Cal McDonson. Mm-hmm. Kestley, uh, Kestley Wilson. Who? He's dating Kaylin Jones Smith. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Please don't name your, your, Anyway, anyway, yeah. The point is, yeah, right. We've got two really good quarterbacks in this state. Not three, two. So about those Aggie tears. Anyway, we have three. <laughs> we have two really good quarterbacks and one guy that nobody's ever heard of, right? That can really throw the pill, right? My point is between Jared Hall and Cam Rising, I think it's a toss-up. Cam's got the advantage because he's he's got knocked out of a Rose Bowl and the backup came in and was great. But the point is that Jaron Hall has to stay healthy and show us that he can win big football games. It, it just Facts. is what it is. Facts. Justin Sala says, Utah State, hey, Aggies all the way. Hey, man, can you guys – there was a guy yesterday on YouTube who commented, hey, listen, I know, but can you guys talk whack sports? Hey, guys. Like, I mean, the conference, whack – I mean – it's hey whack, and we whack, and but that's in the dorm at night in the dark. But that's not the point. <laughs> Dude. Bro, is it the fear of going to the doctor? I, I'm on a fast right now. I have, not eaten in, I have not eaten in 11 and a half hours. You need some ayahuasca. That's what it is. I do. I have some. <laughs> you need some ayahuasca. Yeah, I've been immunized. Okay, uh, Steve Peterson says, but in the fourth quarter, Utah had the momentum and their QB made a huge mistake on fourth down and that sealed the game. I think Cam would have made the throw. They would have won the Rose Bowl if Cam rising had stayed healthy. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. Uh, Jeremy Bolton said, my point exactly. I hate the whole if Cam rising would have played crap. He didn't. The Ute coaches made a terrible decision not to play him. <coughs> Wouldn't have mattered. Wow. I th- didn't he have a concussion? Yeah. Didn't he? Oh, Greg Hawkins. Oh, boy. Oh, Greg Hawkins' fault. Greg Scott, I, Hawkins. Scotty King, 
Go get SMU, Memphis, San Diego State, and Boise State, and Air Force, and Tulsa, and Utah Tech. This way, you branch out to two other time zones. The market wants East Coast eyeballs to watch games. Well, you have you have West Virginia. They're so relevant, remember? Um, if the pack kicks off at 8, they're, they, they're we asleep. Sure. Uh, okay. Okay, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, Mike Prester says, maybe there are hot singles in my area, though. That could Uncle be. Real. That could be, Mike. Wait, the bots are coming. Trust me. Yeah. Um, Browns and beers says, but they won't. CKS says football season or conference momentum. Well, well, I read that one, but yeah, they are ranked eighth. They are ranked eighth. Uh, Jeremy said, I made it back from vacay. Way, way back, back. Dude, is everybody on? Can I just ask a question? Back, back to Cali. Cali, you don't even know that song. You're a child. Apparently so That song came out in the 20s. What do you want me to do? (laughs) Like, what am I supposed to do? It's before my time. God, can you hear me, God, please? Never. I know hell's not real, but please, God, help me with this child of mine who refuses to watch The Sopranos or Godfather um. and routinely pleasures himself to, to Lisa Wilson's Instagram feed. <laughs> okay, we have to do it. <laughs> I'm going to play this video without explanation. Just play it. You're welcome. It is birthday week. Doing a little bit of eyebrow dyeing because it's very important when you have an event. I'm also working on getting all of these gifts for the raffle packed up. You guys, we had such an amazing response from all of these fabulous local companies. Just these little businesses that started as a hustle as an idea as a dream and then these women ran with it and they have these amazing prosperous businesses and so we always like to share them and they are so great to always give back so i'm going to go over uh either probably tonight and tell you all the companies that are donating and tell you a little bit about them um today is mike's birthday so now do you guys get it we're both leos Now you guys get why we're a little spicy, but that's the way I like it. So I've been spending the day with Mike. We're gonna have a little dinner, we're gonna watch a movie, and then I'll be back. And my eyebrows will be much cooler. (laughs) You're welcome. You are welcome. This is redemption for you right here. That's what that is, that's redemption. You think I'm crazy every time you think I'm crazy. It is birthday week. I'm going to play that video. Yes, yes, yes. Are you kidding me, lady? Listen. I know you're tinting your eyebrows. <laughs> but did you really just cougar call me? No, no, no. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Oh, we're both yes, Leos. Yes, you did. We're both, we're both Leos. <laughs> oh, do tell. Do tell. All right. Let's get back on track. Wow. What are the comments saying about this video, bro? That was amazing. Truly incredible. You know, Fat Jesus says she looks like Uncle Leo on Seinfeld when he had to draw the eyebrows. (laughs) Yes, she does. Yes, she does. (laughs) Teddy says, my God, my head and eyes hurt now. (laughs) 
Ah, Tanner Plummer, what in the literal F, Zach? Please pay her again <laughs> to get her off social media. <laughs> uh, do you guys believe that? Do you think he paid his mom to stay oh, off I'm social sure. media? I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> Jeremy Bolton's like, what on earth did I just watch? <laughs> Cam Harrison, I'm sure she likes it spicy. <clears throat> Tanner says, I'm officially scarred for life. <laughs> Patrick Bourne said, "If you, I don't want to talk. No, man. Uh, New York Jazz fan says, I'm here. I've been just too busy to make any comments. Keep it up, fellas. Everyone hit that like button. Yes, please do. Please do. Uh, Neville 93 says, look at the garbage guy from Sesame Street. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the thing is, she is a mildly attractive woman on the regular. Uh-huh. Right? Like, yeah. she's got... She's got perfect teeth. Well, like, Zach has great genes, clearly. What is he like? A, a yeah, I mean, it's no Levi's secret that, that Zach, like a, that Zach uh, is he you know, like a is, Wrangler is, guy? Is you know one of the better looking dudes around the league? You'd hit that. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, M. Morris says, really running with the preseason coaches poll, though. True. True. Anyway, uh, can can I Johnson says someone take the sharpie. Uh, take her Sharpie. She is out of line. Oh, kitty cat got claws. Rawr. Dude, dude, it's, it is just, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that is man. amazing. Justin Sal says, can you clip that and add it to the sound bar, Jake? Yeah, I'm working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I got oh you. Oh my, my God. That was amazing. That was amazing. Okay. Let's get on amazing now. And uh, talk about Roger Goodell real quick. Roger we need Goodell. To play, we need to play Roger Goodell because I think they are going to suspend Deshaun Watson for an entire season before the Cleveland Browns ever play a preseason football game. Either party could uh, could uh, certainly challenge uh, and appeal that. And that was something that we thought was our right to do as well as the NFLPAs, and we decided it was the right thing to do. Why go back to seeking the full year suspension? Uh, because we've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. Uh, she reinforced the evidence uh, that there was uh, multiple violations here, and they were egregious. We've seen the evidence. Yeah. Okay, real quick. What's an appropriate suspension? Because yesterday... The thing that I struggled with on this was everybody was like, oh, well, six games, that's, no, it's not plenty, right? And the thing that I say is a year suspension for Deshaun Watson should be the starting point, not some egregious, outrageous, over-the-top theory. Right. A one-year suspension for Deshaun Watson is not only appropriate, it's, oh, hi. Hey. It's not only appropriate, it's what should happen, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that, you know, an appropriate suspension, yeah, is, is a year or more. I just think this is such a bad look for the league, and and this is this is even different than the, the, all the domestic violence stuff the league went through. And I, I just still maintain that you have to make an example out of this guy. And 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 you know, before all this came out, I was a big Deshaun Watson guy. I love I love his game. Like Deshaun, the quarterback, he's a phenomenally talented guy. You know, he 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 is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You know, and and I think that. 
that when you do stuff like this off the field to tarnish your image, uh, the league has no choice. And in my opinion, there have been past, you know, examples of this where the league has messed this up. And I don't think that's lost on Roger Goodell and the owners. I think they understand, hey, we got to be really good about this. And so, you know, yeah, I, I tend to agree. A year should be a starting point. And honestly, you know, based on not that they're the same, but Trevor Bauer getting two seasons of, of just not. Hey, like, by the way, Trevor Bauer declined to come on the show. To talk about it. Yeah, I sent him a request, and he actually answered himself, I think. He declined to come on the show. Did he just say no? He said, not at this time. Thanks. Okay, well, that's life. Yeah, that's life. But I think those two situations are very parallel. So, yeah, I think a year is I think a year is a nice number. I could totally see, you know, this whole year and, like, maybe six next year or something like that, you know? Yep, Mike Pressler says, uh, Uncle Roger going full face has the opportunity to be a good guy. That's what I mean, once. and they never, but they never take advantage of that opportunity. No, they don't. Royal Kook says he looks like a Walmart Chris Hansen. Well, well, uh, really, what is an unlicensed masseuse from social media? An in-call pro is what she is. I mean, that's what I just can't believe that I the risks that the Sean Watson took here. Yeah. I, I you just think even, you're bulletproof. That's the thing. You think that you can't be messed with, and that's the problem. I can't even imagine it. He's a QB that kids look up to. He needs to learn. I agree. Matt says, uh, "How is he not in? How is he not in prison?" Is the question. Well, well, the, that's a legal the, thing. The authorities refused to press charges. They looked at the evidence, talked to some witnesses, and refused to press charges. But I think that's part of this. Like, like the league again. It's not lost on the league that he isn't going to prison, that there isn't like that, that he did pay all these women off and that he did settle. And like, you know, so I feel like they feel that certain responsibility to, you know, drop the hammer on him. Yep. Fat Jesus says, if Goodell gets to appeal and then decides the outcome, why is it called an appeal? An appeal is a request to review. In reality, he just gets to change the outcome. Players agree to that. Yeah. The rule in the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners says that the NFL and the NFLPA will choose an independent arbitrator to hear disputes like this. Yeah. And when they make when that arbitrator makes a ruling, the player or the owner can appeal it. The players association choose not to appeal. The owners appeal. The only problem for the players is the guy who ultimately gets to make the decision so he if he chooses is Roger Goodell. Now he chose to approve or appoint somebody else to hear it, but let's be honest. Roger Goodell wants a year. He's getting a year here. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there just is no doubt about that. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I agree with you guys. Watson definitely deserves at least a year. Yeah. Uh, Jake Brandon says one year suspension and five lengthy dinner conversations with uncle Roger is a start. Seriously. Matt says, watch the HBO real sports and how the evidence is shown. It's disgusting. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Mike Presler says, Cowherd says Watson needs to get married like a Republican congressman that got caught giving Hummers at a truck stop. I don't even know where to go with that. You know. Matt uh, Ritson says, Big Ten, no deal. ESPN going, happening with game day at Big Ten schools. That could be. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, M. Morris says, Watson was definitely soliciting sex at the very least. Yes. I would agree agree with that. You know, uh, Salt of the Earth says, let Trevor pitch. His punishment is way over the top. Agreed. Way over the top, in my opinion. Not that he did what he did was right, but the situation's completely different. 
I think it's totally different. WW says, I think this hurts the SEC. If ABC ESPN is all that's left, they can lowball them. I doubt streaming like Apple or Amazon will matter in all of this. I doubt it will too. Uh, Gene Stream Gamer says, it is what it is. Yes, it is. Mm. Kenai Johnson says, I could understand if it was only two accusations against him for the six games, but over 25 women, yeah, one year to start. Yeah. Yep. Alex yeah. Chacon says, throw him and Dan Snyder out of the league and be done with it. Uh, C oh boy, colonoscopy. CKS says worst part of the colonoscopy is the 24 hours of starvation before the procedure. Procedure's a piece of cake. Have fun. Well, we'll see if I, I have to get one. Well. Hopefully I don't. Watson's punishment should be watching that Lisa Wilson clip for hours on end. Jeremy Bolton says, dude, yes, yes, Jeremy. Roger Sales, good morning, says he should be kicked out of the league. Royal Coog says, my guess is Trevor won't pitch for the Dodgers again. Maybe the Angels is his next stop. He'll. N I don't think he ever plays baseball in, in the big leagues again. Mm. I just don't see that happening. I don't. I don't know. The Reds need someone to pitch for him. He already pitched for the Reds. The Orioles, he, some terrible team. I just don't see how that happens. I really don't. I, I just don't. I don't see how that happens. All right. Real quick, because then we have to rip Chipotle. I mean, talk about Chipotle. Right, right, right. Should the Los Angeles Lakers extend LeBron James? I think this is a critical, critical question. So for those of you who don't know, right now, LeBron James is entering his free agent year, which means at the end of this year, he can walk away from the Lakers. So there are some questions about whether or not the LA Lakers should extend LeBron for two years and about 97 to $98 million. If he waits and doesn't sign an extension now, he can get three years and north of $130 million, depending on what the, the salary cap is set at. If you're LeBron, I think it makes a lot of sense to extend now. If you're the Lakers, Jake, does it make a lot of a, a, a sense to extend now? No, I mean, I, I think that the tough part is, is that, you know, Polinka came out and said that he's going to do everything that he can do to to ensure that LeBron retires the Lakers. So I think that, you know, clearly they're in the camp of making sure that LeBron stays a Laker and stays happy and they're, you know, winning again and, and it's sort of fixed, if you will. But the extension portion is tough because I, I don't know what to expect from LeBron this year. Like LeBron three years ago, you could say, yeah, he's going to play most of the year. He's going to carry your team like everything is great. But like last year and really the year before that were both injuries. Like like LeBron dealt with it. Obviously, Anthony Davis is notorious for it. And Russell Westbrook is not a guy that you can count on. So when I if, if I'm Polinka and I'm looking at the situation, I'm sitting here saying, man, it, like this is the final year of the of these three together. If it doesn't work this year, I think you have to make significant changes. And I'm not saying that that means ship LeBron out. But what I am saying is that you don't want to extend LeBron right this second because you want that flexibility. And I think that the thing that's always been at play with LeBron is that LeBron's always been a guy that's super tight with whoever his GM is and, and ownership. And obviously LeBron, all the jokes are made about the GM and LeBron's got power. But what I'm sitting here saying is that LeBron made a mistake with Russell Westbrook, and I think he knows that. Um, and I think that LeBron doesn't want to go through three more seasons of what they went through last year. It's just too painful. He's done too much in the league. He doesn't need to do it. And so for LeBron, I don't think it has anything to do with the money. 
right? Like two years at ninety-eight million versus yeah. three years at one thirty. Like LeBron's not going to pitch a fit over thirty million, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but this is a billionaire we're talking about. I think your point about this being one of the most important years in Laker history is correct. Yeah, I think when you look at the guys that are not going to be here. If they don't win, Rob Palenka is not going to be here. If they don't win, LeBron, I think, will still be there. But if they don't win, they're going to trade Anthony Davis. And I think this idea of running the offense through Anthony Davis is very risky. But I think one of the things that's very clear is Anthony Davis has spent the entire offseason working on himself, working on his body, working on his mental game, working on his mentality. If you were ever going to do it, now's the time to do it. I think you don't have any choice because of what you're paying him. I think this is exactly the right thing to do for the Lakers. Yeah, and I and I, I just think that the, the, obviously the league is transitioning, so the LeBron-era player is starting to leave the league, and I think you know that's why I say like when you look around the league and you're looking at like Steph and Durant and LeBron, all these guys are on the back end of their career now. So as much as I hate like what KD's doing out in Brooklyn land, and I hate that whole situation. Brooklyn land. Yeah, like I hate what's going on out there, but you kind of have to, on the other side of it, say, yeah, like we got to appreciate these guys while they're still around. And that's the tough part with LeBron. I want, as much as I don't like LeBron off the court, you know, like what he doesn't do and the things I feel like he should be doing, LeBron is has changed the game. And he is truly one of the all-time greats. And so I say, hey, Figure out how to finish your finish your career as a Laker because I, I got news for you. Going back to Cleveland, that's a move you've already done. Your ship has sailed there, in my opinion. So that I just I just think if I'm Rob Polinka, I you have to run it back one more time because of the money. So you're kind of forced to do that. And then if it doesn't work out, then I think things get kind of slippery. You know, that's kind of a tough spot. All right. Steve Peterson said, dude, I've had nine colonoscopies. They suck. Thanks. Whoa. That feels good. Uh, Vincent uh, Caracato says, who do you think ESPN makes the Pac-12 grab an expansion to make the deal happen? San Diego State and SMU. Um, that's what I would guess. TJ McVay says, what? No Godfather, Jake? It's business, not personal. There you go. Uh, Royal Kook says, no, hell no. As a Laker fan, go out there and get someone that isn't a douche and will win. Don't care someone how good he is. Someone that isn't a douche. That's amazing. Jeremy Bolton says, uh, I'm all over Lakers re-signing LaBuckets O'Neal. Okay. M. Morris says, Lakers no championships until LeBron's gone. I don't think he's the problem. I think it's much more their their GM. I, I, I think Rob Palenka can win. He just had a terrible year last year. And I think Anthony Davis is a much, 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 much bigger problem than LeBron James. Yeah. I think that's not close. Le GM, a Disney, and Westbrook are all out there. Out of there. Out of the street clothes, Davis. We'll see. Lee comments start. Yes, they do, Gene Stream. Um, Royal Kook says, Lee can't stay healthy. <laughs> okay. John Jackson says, to me, it depends on what the Lakers do with AD. Is AD going to be healthy for the long term? Never. Out of the street clothes, Davis. He hasn't shown an ability to. He really hasn't. Jeremy Bolton says, if LeCaron wants to win, then Le take Karen. less money. LeCaron. <laughs> I love it. Eric and Raleigh says, if the Lakers extend James, do they have to give away anything necessary to get Bronny? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. I think you do. Uh, Royal Cook says, Lakers might as well trade for Bronny if they want to keep Bron. When Bronny gets to the league, he will retire playing with his son. Probably. Yeah, probably. Tanner says, I'm dreading the day when I have to get a colonoscopy. They now recommend it between 35 and 40 based on your family history. Hell no. 
There are there, and if you have colon cancer in your family, you should be getting one annually after 35. My and fucking you, ass. You better pay attention to the poop in the bowl, man. I'm telling you. All right. Speaking of poop in the bowl, Kenai Johnson says, so if LeBron signs with LA again, what does that mean for him and Bronny playing with each other? I think it means it'll happen. Yeah. I would think so. Alex Chacon says, any news on possible jazz moves? Not right now. It's been no, pretty quiet the last it's quiet few days. quiet right now. Uh, Royal Kook says, the reason the Pac-12 is bad is that they have a bad network with bad teams. USC and UCLA have not been good in years. They're bad. They're bad because USC has been bad. Yeah. USC is bailing on the dumpster fire that they created. Let's not mince words on that. The demise of the Pac-12 is largely on the shoulders of USC. It's, it's that simple. They have not been the same conference since Reggie Bush in that scandal. Yeah. They, they just haven't. But been. I think the thing is, and in, in, go back to the show earlier, we talked all about this, but I think the thing with USC that everyone struggles with is USC is uniquely situated because they are a program that can just flip it just like that, and then they can be relevant in the college football playoff, and they can do all these great things. That's the tough part with SC. And I have to say, there's not many things better for college football than a damn good SC team. Like, it's 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 Los Angeles. It's, it's, uh, it's, like, it's like the Rams being good, right? Remember the halftime show and Snoop and 50 and all those guys out there? That was a smashing hit. It's the same thing with SC. So while I do agree they're a big reason why the Pac-12 or now the Pac-10 is where it is, I also agree that the Big Ten is banking on Lincoln Riley getting that program going and dominating Southern California and in that process completely disrupting what the Pac-10 is trying to do. Yep. Anthony Dressshirt Davis, Boyd Lake says. Okay. Anthony Button Down Davis. Yeah. <laughs> nice not basketball shoes, kid. Uh Gene Stream Gamer says Brooklyn got robbed. Brooklyn got the, robbed. The Brooklyn Nats. Um uh Jeremy Bolton, would you rather? Oh boy. Oh boy. Watch Lisa Wilson or get a colonoscopy. Um, or watch Lisa Wilson get a colonoscopy. Um probably too far. Uh M Morris says it's been a long time. Tanner says, get a colonoscopy, hands down, Jeremy. Uh, Boyd Lake says, do you think having the L.A. Chargers and Rams back in town hurt the value of USC and UCLA football? No. No. I think one of the most enjoyable processes in Southern California is going to USC 1 on Saturday night and then going to see the Rams on Sunday. I think people love doing that. Yeah. The Rams, SoFi. Gorgeous. And now the Clippers are going to build a stadium down in Inglewood right on that same property. Which I think is another factor in the LeBron situation. The, how good the is. Clippers are, you're damn right the Lakers pay attention to that. Yep. Uh, John Jackson, if AD can't improve on health, it would be best to get what they can for LeBron and even trade AD. I'd have traded AD this offseason. Agreed. Agreed. I'd have traded him this offseason. All right. 8.15 Mountain Time. Yeah. Thumb in the buck coming up in less than an hour now. So... Is Chipotle half spooning? This story is crazy. Let me play this video. But first, we should say good morning to Mrs. Monty. Wow, perfect. Nailed it. Nate, well, got to, there you go. Okay, go ahead. Okay, hi. Hi. <laughs> Sad. Hey, Sad, dude. Chipotle, so, our favorite subject. Yeah, Chipotle uh, has been caught half spooning protein portions. 
via TikTok. I caught Chipotle firsthand, making online orders with only half spoon. Y'all should have seen the bowl before this. It was worse. First of all, whatever all that mess is on the counter there. Embarrassing. If you got time to lean, you got, you got time, time to, to clean. clean. You know what I'm saying, Chipotle people? Uh, second of all, Chipotle does this on a regular basis. Yes, they do. And I, it, when I get chicken, because a lot of times I go in there and I get a veggie bowl. Yep. But I have to ask them even for beans. I have to be like, hey, can I have some more beans? Hey, bro, can I get some more pico? Like your Chipotle, you can afford it. And when I order chicken, I'm telling you, the double chicken is a single portion of chicken if you will let them. If you say, oh, give me double chicken. All right, yeah, one scoop. There you go, double chicken. Look, you cheap fuck, I want double chicken. Yes, yes, yes. Probably too much. Probably. Do you think, do you think that was too much? Probably too much. It was too much. Anyway. I want it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but it it is, you have to really police the way. And if you're getting a burrito. Oh, yeah. They it's try, even worse. Yeah, they try to hide it in there. Well, it goes one of two ways. So they'll either they'll either way over portion the tortilla. So then when they roll it, the tortilla breaks and you've got a mess. You've got a, a chicken bowl uh, inside a broken tortilla. Yeah. Or they way under portion it and you've got like this little pellet for a burrito that didn't fulfill you at all. A well, pellet. Uh, it's true. Then there's Alex Chacon who speaks truth. Right. Chipotle is trash. Just go to Beto's. Oh, see? I like the Beto's. Are, are we Beto's or with... Beto's? Are we Beto's or Beto's? I'm Beto's. I thought it was Beto's. Is it Beto's? I don't know. Beto's? I, okay. It is not Anyways, they Beto's. make good breakfast burritos. They do. They do, but, yeah. the, but the whole pinto bean, you got to have the whole pinto bean. Without you it, the, the, the burrito's dry. Yeah, okay. Here's so the, the problem with Chipotle is they just are wildly inconsistent. Yes. And it, it's so bizarre to me that if you get... So, like, with a vegetarian bowl, they'll give you guac for free, but they give you, like, a, a cup and a half of guac on yes. top. So, when I order from there, I get the side. In contrast to Cafe Rio, who gives you one tablespoon totally. of guac. Yeah. I, like I One tiny tablespoon. And they and still like, charge you, like, oh, I think almost two bucks for that. What do I do with that? Yeah, I don't know. And the, the, the worst part is, is that I actually think Chipotle's food is very good. Mm -hmm. It's healthier. Yeah. Like I, my favorite place to go to is Cafe Rio. There is nothing better than two chicken tacos, black beans, pinto beans, and rice. Nice. I love that. Put some lettuce and pico in my yeah, tacos. Yeah, their flavor of Cafe Rio is bomb. It's amazing. There are some times where I don't love how I feel after I eat it, but uh, I love eating it. Because it's I a little heavier. Eating it. It's they a use a lot of oil. Yeah, yeah. you get a lot oil. more oil. So you you feel that oil. But for me, I, I prefer Cafe Rio over Chipotle. But Chipotle's, in my opinion, a really healthy place to eat. It is. The word clean eating is a fabrication. There's no such thing. But when you look at what you get, you get whole food at Cafe Rio and at Chipotle, depending on what you order at Cafe Rio. Mm -hmm. But at Chipotle, all you get is whole food. So you're you're getting black beans that are not stored in oil. You're yeah. getting rice that is not fried rice. It's steamed in a pot. So you're getting a healthier cut, right? And if you're not a, a bread eater, I am not a guy that eats bread. So yeah. generally... That's one of the main reasons I don't go to Cafe Rio because I don't want the tortilla. But if you're getting bread, I'm telling you, man, the tortilla at Cafe Rio is undefeated. I don't like the Chipotle's burritos come in a bag. 
I love that Cafe Rio makes them on site. Yeah. But when you're getting bowls, there's no question it's it's Chipotle. Yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. and I see a lot of you commenting. But on... I, I, I will say that the dirty counter thing is a big turnoff for both of them. Oh, it's, it's, yes. It's one of, like, yes. In, and neither of them are better than the other one. Like, Cafe Rio is 1,000% guilty of this, as well as Chipotle. And I think that, you know, it's, it's I think the difference is, is that Cafe Rio, they, they get, a big influx of people who come in regularly. Whereas at Chipotle, you're getting a lot of mobile order. You're getting a lot of pickup orders. So like I, when I go in, I expect Chipotle to be cleaner, I guess. And with cafe Rio, I'm like, all right, well clearly you just had, you just got run through. So I kind of get it, but it, I don't know. I just, the dirty counter thing's a big turnoff for me. I would agree with that. All right, let's get yeah. some, let's get some, let's get some clarification here because Dwayne Boone, Dwayne Boone, Says in Spanish, it's Betos. A gambler says Betos. So it's Betos. Betos. Okay, Betos. Okay. Well, like you say it over there like you knew. No, I didn't know. I'm just, I'm repeating. I'm learning. Thanks, Dwayne. Mrs. Monty knows everything. Just ask her. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Okay. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, Tom Basilis says Cafe Rio fell apart after they got new ownership. They did? Yeah, I, and you know what I don't when like? When did that happen? Their food is not being made fresh right there. I see them constantly opening up plastic bags and pouring well, the food yeah, out, and I'm like, yeah. Not oh. a good look. Not a good look. No. Like, you're not making anything. Their black beans, Cafe Rio's black beans come in a bag. Yeah. And All they, their food they comes boil in a bag. It. Yeah, they boil the bag to heat up the beans inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't but know the process. But the flavor profile is bomb, dude. Undefeated. It tastes amazing. I'm telling you, Cafe Rio, they, their, their flavor And your point about the tortilla is well taken. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you make tortillas like that, it's tough to beat. It is tough to beat. Like, I yeah. would honestly eat, like, three of those tortillas just on their own if I could. Like, I, I would. I would totally agree. Um, yeah. Kyle J says, Costa Vida is better than Cafe Rio. I think it's slightly See, different, though. We haven't been going enough, and the only time that we eat there is when we're on a road trip, and it happens to be in Evanston. Like when we're in Evanston, dude. Costa Vida's food is good, no doubt about it. But I still maintain Cafe Rio is it, the the taste of it is different than Costa Vida and Chipotle. They are while they are one and the same, they are very different. They each have their own sort of taste. Like Costa Vida is a very clean cut product. Like you get really nice clean rolled burritos like everything is uh, that's i haven't been there my enough experience. to make that judgment I, I i don't know but you know what i will say i could die i i could actually feed myself until i died with fresh made tortillas yeah our favorite place in san diego uh is it cafe coyote yes where they yes. make the the tortillas right out there they have like regular flour strawberry so good, dude. cocoa so good. cinnamon and they're making them fresh. The, the the ladies are out there. I could die. I could literally just feed myself until I died on fresh made tortillas, Dude. warm, fresh off the grill. Just uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I need. Dude, I'm telling you, you go to Cafe Coyote. Yeah. Get your get your tortillas. Have your tequila. Have chips your dinner. Chips and salsa. Chips oh. and salsa. Then go to the Padres game. Damn, we need to go. Yeah, we do need yeah, to go. We, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Anyways. Uh, NY Jazz Fan says, I 100% agree. They've gotten ridiculous on their portions. Yeah. Um, yes. 
How have you been doing, by the way? I know New York Jazz fan was the guy who's on the road a lot and said that he was going to start doing Chipotle. You remember that? Yeah. New York Jazz fan, how are you doing? Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says, Karen Montemayor demands her satisfaction. Montemayor. Montemayor. I want it. Yes, I do. Uh, salt of the Earth says, how did you get a hot wife? I, I'm hung how like a steer. How did you get a hot wife? What do you What do you mean? I'm hung like a steer. Uh, <laughs> we'll get somewhere. Costa Vida. Kyle G says, Costa Vida is better. Um, let's see. Salt of the Earth says, Taco Bell. Nah, see, but, but until Cafe Rio is the one that would do it. Cafe Rio needs to do a Mexican pizza. They need to do a Mexican they pizza. They could, but I don't think they have the processes because, again, yeah, that'd be an off the menu item. Enough fresh. They have the salamander in the store. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, it's, you know. it's the way to go. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast says Beto's. I like Beto's. I agree. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, let's see. No Royal Coog. Utah's new NIL deal is not Chipotle. Um, <laughs> you know. Brady Cook says, "What about Costa Vida? I've only had Costa Vida probably five well, times in okay, my life." Okay, we're gonna we're gonna test it out this weekend. We're gonna search okay. out the Costa Vida, and we are going to give you a, a good opinion. There's a Costa Vida at the district. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure, or maybe on that first side, maybe not at the district itself, but you know, when you can turn before Bangor on Four Thousand, the first complex, you know, uh -huh, by the uh, Cubbies. Yeah, by the Cubbies. Yeah, it's either there or in the district. I think I'm pretty sure there's one in there. Yeah. There is? I'm so confused. Yeah, I'm Anyways, lost. we have Google. No we'll map that, and, and we'll find a Costa Vida. Boyd Lake says Bay-Toes. Bay-Toes. Okay, okay, we're clear. Bay-Toes. We okay, get it. We it's Bay-Toes. Uh, Royal Cook says Taco Bell is more fresh than Cafe Rio. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. What the hell it. out of here with that? He also says, uh, yeah, Cafe Rio sucks, and Costa Vida sucks. <laughs> okay. You've covered you know, it all. Different tastes for different folks. Neville ninety three says uh, Taco Lopez in West Jordan. You guys fall in love. I promise. Taco Lopez. I don't know. We haven't tried that. We have not tried that. Uh, T J McVeigh says Costa Vida's tortillas are fresher, and the house ranch is money. Oh my God! You know what I just remembered? Friday what? night we're going to Red Iguana. Yes. God, yes, mole. That's right. Yes. Going to going to uh, Red Iguana date night. Oh. So I'm offended. Yeah, we're not. Uh, <laughs> enjoy your Friday night, loser. Uh, Alex, Chac Alex Chacon says, I would like a bucket of carne asada fries drenched in lime and green sauce, please. Man, I love, Is this the I love carne asada fries. I'm so fat. Um, all right, 30 minutes until thumb in the butt. Arlington <laughs> Bear says, Cafe Real flavor is bomb. It can occasionally be wet, sloppy mess and give you a case of butt wait, gut. Whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Couple of things here. First of all, a, a wet, sloppy mess. I, I don't. Even Second know. of all, did what he I just say, say butt rot? What? No, butt gut. Butt gut, dude, bro. You need to scruff it and play with it until it's wet. Bro, like, oh. dude. <laughs> and just kind of scruff it okay, and play on. with it when it's wet. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Fat Jesus says uh, fresh tortillas in Rocky Point. Oh, yes. Okay, I don't know what that Rocky means. Rocky Point. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, Royal Cook says El Polo, El Pollo Loco is better than... Ca Stop. Royal Cook, I, no. No Royal Cook, it's not. Tom Basilius says, y'all have uh, Durango's up there? We don't. Nope. 
Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast says, Ranking Cafe Rio style of food, one Beto's, Rancheritos, Gualberto's. Oh, we ate at Gualberto's uh, a week ago or so. <laughs> Remember we were out running errands? Yes, it was Gualberto's good. with um, the horrible drive through Two Chipotle. Yeah, everybody hits the wall at Yeah, kind of like Chipotle, huh? Uh, no, no, no. The difference at Chipotle is they just don't service people it's in the drive-thru. It's a Chipotle lane, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. It's not a drive-thru. It's a Chipotle it's lane. A, My it's bad. A Sorry. Window. Sorry. You can't Sorry. order. Gualberto's is the same guy. I don't know if he is an owner or a family member. He's got to be 65 years old. He is there all the time, 24 hours a day, it seems like. And he, he will take your order and make your burrito. Oh, Xavier Pena speaks my language. Here in South Lake Tahoe, number one, that's all you have to say. You're uh, a god. Yes. Here in South Lake Tahoe, we have Cabo Wabo, which I have partaken. Oh. Cabo Wabo. Yes. I yes. love South Lake Tahoe. Uh, Gene Stream Gamer says, Sir Monty just sent you a funny KD shoe clip on your IG. Takes, taken somewhere in Thailand. Please take time to check it. I will. Right. Yeah, check will. it, dog. Uh, Robert, check, check. Wah, wah. Uh, Robert <laughs> says Jurassic Taco in Eagle Mountain is pretty legit. Never had it. Oh, yes. Robert. Yes. Yeah, we go. totally want to go. Jurassic yeah. Taco. Yes. Yes. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says the Monty Restaurant. We tried. Giggity says, uh, why are we even talking about these places when you've got red iguana for real Mexican food? Because you don't always have time uh. to drive your ass all the way up to downtown no, to go to red iguana, it. dude. The problem is you can never get a table at red iguana. That's true, too. Like with the, the reservation we made for uh, Thursday night or Friday night was made two weeks ago. Yeah. I made that reservation personally. You have to make it way too far in advance. I made that reservation personally. You yeah. did not. Did you, do you ever listen to, you have oh. wife hearing. The lies. Yeah. The I, lies, I, I people. Didn't, I didn't make the reservation. Yep. My hot wife did. Right. Um, hung ding, like ding. a steer. Right. Uh, Royal Kook says, yeah, it does. Uh, let's see. Blue Iguana is good. That's not a blue waffle. No, it's not. Blue Iguana. We've been to Blue Iguana. Well, it's sure. good as well. It's it's downtown. I don't Haven't think we've been, been to, Blue, to Iguana? Blue Iguana. No, there used to be a Blue Iguana up in Park City, if I remember, but it's not there anymore. I didn't know that there was a different one. Maybe I was here with my other wife. Well... Right, must the have not, been your the, girlfriend. The not mm -hmm. hot, the not yeah, hot one. Must have been your non-licensed yeah, massage therapist from Instagram. You know that's that's exactly right. Uh, raspberry chipotle chicken at Costa Vida is fire. <laughs> Eric C says, "Did I miss the San Diego State segment?" No, we actually didn't do a San Diego State segment today, Eric. But we did talk Chelsea Football Club. Uh, Anna Lee says, Boyd Lake, why would USC not be as popular as ever? LA has a lot of iconic images, brands, teams we all love and buy into. If UCLA keeps up, they will be too. UCLA needs to stay in the Pac-12 to save them. Uh, used to love Baja Fresh when I lived in Oh, oh I, I love Baja, Baja Fresh, Fresh, dude. Back I love Baja Fresh's money. <sighs> Baja Fresh's money. All right. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Have to go get the thumb in the butt today. Right. You're not actually getting a thumb in the butt. Stop saying it. What do you mean? You like yeah, to be dramatic. Question. He's what? so what? dramatic. <laughs> me? Yeah. Little me? That. Little Timmy? What? Hey, Timmy. Um. Anyway, uh, going to get a physical at 9 o'clock. Right. In about 30 minutes. Right. Um. This is one of the first times I can say, and I shouldn't say it out loud probably even, I don't have, how can I put this without saying it out loud? I don't have a direct issue to speak with my physician about. 
in my physical. Yay. Um, I feel really physically fit. Uh, I've, I've lost, I've converted a ton of body fat. Um, I've lost a bunch of weight since the last time I saw my doctor. I'm 40 pounds lighter. Um, so I feel like this is one of those physicals that, you know. Should go good. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready for it. So I'll probably get hit by a ton of bricks and I'll have to cut Why my would leg you off. say that? Why would you say that? You know. Why? Why would you say that? I don't. I'm not in. Taco. Yeah, I'm not anticipating anything. But then he's going to say, I know what he's going to say. He says the same thing all the time. Well, look, fat ass. We need to get a call on us. Look, time. fat ass. That's my guess. He's going to say, you should, I recommend you get a colonoscopy done. Well, of but course last he's year, say that. Well, last year he said, you know, I actually don't recommend it for you right now. You have no family history. You don't have any symptoms. You poop regularly. You don't have any pain. Like, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of symptoms I'm not going to say on this show because, frankly, they're gross. Right. But <laughs> when you have disturbances in the poop force, right. that's when you should be getting a, a colonoscopy. Right. Yeah. So... He's going to want me to get one. He said next year I probably would get one just for the sake of having gotten one. Right. And then after that, he he said something like you can get it every three to five years after that. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I so. I so so are you nervous? Are you just chilling? Like what's about the, getting a colonoscopy? Yeah. No, about about just today. Well, I never like going to the doctor. I mean, I the only reason I want to do this is I want to get my blood work. Yeah. I want to know what my my cholesterol, like we wore the glucose monitor for a couple of weeks um, yeah. to see what my food was doing. Uh, I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic. I have no blood sugar issues. We literally just wore it to find out what our food was doing to our insulin levels. Um, so I feel like we eat really well. Um, a lot of the stuff we eat is low glycemic. So right. I don't have a lot of concerns. I, I, I don't. I really just want to make sure that my cholesterol, my my glucose levels, like my blood sugar, like all that stuff is normal. Yeah. Uh, my you know my platelet counts and all that stuff. That's that's really what I care about. Right. Um, I have no reason to believe that my cholesterol would be high. My blood pressure is in the one twenties over one thirties on a daily basis. Uh -huh. like, I have no reason to think that I have issues with it. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it should be in and out, good to go. Like you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where you just, hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You have to, yeah. you know. It's part of the process. Yeah. And thank you, Fat Jesus. I appreciate that. And he, he says, when you feel great, that's when they find something. Thank you. Fat. Thank you. Uh, Brian Clegg says, uh, uh, hum, I'm hungry. Wait, wait, not now. Thanks, Monty. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Brian Clegg says, uh, you have lost since I found this channel. Great work, Monty. Thank you. Yeah, I think I've. And that's the thing. I think we live a pretty healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know. And when you're when you have a hot wife, um, <laughs> who, who who cooks you healthy food, like, and we have all kinds of exercise equipment, like, there's no reason not to lose weight, right? You know, like, and I I'm the guy that says I want to live forever, so it is what it is. You had to buy health insurance yesterday. What a joke! What a joke! So we left the Yelpatory. So I'm like, all right, I have to buy insurance. So of course, where do you go? Well, healthcare.gov, right? To to look into it. So expensive. Like top end is like five fifty a month for like a good plan, like car payment level stuff. Dude. So I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna do this. So what did I do instead? I did a Google search for affordable health insurance for young people. That's literally what I Google searched. So, you know, you go to a couple different sites, you start digging around, and so I wind up at United Healthcare. I get my health insurance for like $210 a month, you know, vision, uh, dental, you know, medical, everything that you need. 
And now the problem is, is I'm getting phone calls constantly from people who, who are like healthcare agents that want to talk to you about what healthcare you're trying to get. So now I've had to block like five numbers in the last day and a half from calling me and leaving me voicemails and stuff. So that's the biggest racket with it. But I was hoping to be around like 200 bucks and that's where I landed. That's good. Now, are you going to go get a physical? Jake's notorious. He's had health insurance for three years and doesn't go get a physical. I mean, I have, I've had a physical. Last year I got one. Did I got you? blood work done. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you won't go to like the dermatologist. Yeah. I'm not a big doctor guy. Nope. You won't even like you barely go to the eye doctor. Yeah. When I need to. Okay. That's right. Well, hey, I'm I don't disagree. It's not like I run to the doctor every chance I get. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll get physicals. I'll, you know, it's just again, it. I, I understand it. The, the, the excuse of time is not an excuse, but I just, we have things to do, and I feel fine, like, and I'm young. What do you do? You ever worry about things in your health? Because I'm the guy. Like, if I fart loudly, I'm like, oh boy, it's cancer. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but like, I, I'm serious. Like, that's that's who i am i'm that guy i'm that... not there with it yet i'm not there with it yet i mean i obviously we're trying to do this whole casuals getting cut thing and you know like i'm, I'm working hard on you know supplementing and eating right and all that stuff you know but yeah i think about my health a lot i'm 50 now i mean yeah. it's it's not like i'm old but i'm not as i'm not 40 i'm not 30 i'm not in my you know like i'm halfway through my life now mm -hmm. yeah. so i think about I my think health that's more. different yeah i mean that's a different a different situation. Yeah, you're an old fart now. Well, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you, you're 50. <laughs> and like, you're fat. Yeah. You know, like, what do you want? You're actually not 50 yet. You still have like six months to go. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be 50. I'm the old fart. You are old. You're going to be 50 in like two weeks. You guys, like a month from now, we will be probably sitting in the pool in Maui. After we did a show. Yeah. We are doing shows in Hawaii, by the way. Everybody yeah. asking. We we will uh, actually at this time we will be dead asleep. It's four thirty seven. Yeah, Maui show time. will be a little later. No, when we're in Maui. A, is it really four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yes. show yes. will be a little yeah. later in the day. Yeah, it'll be a little later, but we will we'll have shows, um, and we'll have a beautiful backdrop. Yeah, off the Lanahi. Lanahi. The Lanahi. Why don't we just call it a balcony? Uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. That's uh, September second. Through the 15th. 15th. We, we arrive back on the 15th. And then we do the... That's uh, how committed we are to the grind, by the way. And then we like do we're, the... We're going to Maui and we're still doing shows. Yeah, and we're doing the Barbecue Pit Stop uh, watch party on the 17th at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. Mm -hmm. uh, we're giving away a trip for two to see BYU in Oregon. BYU. In BYU. Uh, in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Now, what you get on that trip is pretty amazing. You get two nights at the Palms Resort Hotel and Casino. You get two tickets to the game, and you get a $250 gas card to get you there. It's all brought to you by Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Salt Lake City, and St. George. Every one of those stores has a box on the counter. Fill out the slip, drop it in the box. You're good to go, bro. Um, you're entered to win. Then join us Saturday, September 17th as Oregon hosts BYU. We'll have a TV. We'll watch the game together. We'll make wings and pizza. And then at halftime of the Oregon-BYU game, we will pull the winner uh, to see who gets uh, who gets to go and see BYU in Las Vegas. Now, we're making uh, all flats, right? Notre Dame. We're making all flats, see, right? See, you say stuff like this, and if I wasn't worried about my health, uh, uh, I would, hell, uh. you know, punch you in the face. But right. 
My good friend, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage yesterday told me not to do that. Um, and this is one of the things that's so humbling. I've, I, you know, a lot of our listeners have called Devery to talk about mortgages. That's great because we need you guys to do that. You know, when we don't have a lot of advertisers on this show. Um, so when we talk about clients and partners, we really need you guys to do that. And Devery Davis certainly is a guy you want to talk to right now with mortgage rates uh, back down below 5%. You got to get going. If you are in a situation where you're tight on money and you're not sure what to do with your current mortgage, call Devery Davis. If you are that guy that's like, yeah, I can't afford a down payment or I'd buy a house. Devery's got down payment assistance for you that doesn't require you to put a down payment down. All you have to do is call Devery Davis, 801-543-9666. Devery's done three mortgages for me. Um, and just talking to him yesterday about percentage rates. And I mean, he's got a program for just about everybody to get a mortgage. I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to, if you want to buy a house, you can do that now. There's a lot of inventory. Prices are coming down. Interest rates are down. You can actually afford a mortgage payment right now. Call Devery Davis, 801-543-9666, 801-543-9666, or, uh, you know, like I said, don't buy a house. I think that's a huge mistake. Yeah. I really do. I mean, if you look at the inventory levels, man, you really, really, really want to call and, and see what you can get qualified for. 801-543-9666, NMLS number 278545, Devery Davis and Academy Mortgage at the Devery Davis team are equal housing lenders. I guess you can play the music, Jake. I guess so. The show's over. Time to go get the thumb in the butt. Don't be nervous. I'm There's not nervous. No thumb in the butt. What? What? Are you sure? What? I mean, let us know if he does, and then, you know. It's probably a crime. Get down like that, right. huh? You might, need to, might need to call someone about yeah. that, but yeah. Let's not get to Sean Watson at the uh, doctor's office. Yeah, right? try not to pull the towel trick, Whoa. all right? Whoa. 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 All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6.30. I'll update you on that. We'll have a lot more uh, NBA hoop, all that good stuff that you know and love on the Monty Show. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.